0: You knew,
1: that. you knew that get a bitch yeah. like a nigga we could do that proceed welcome to with all due respect this is chef and as always when listening to our podcast um tell your friends about it listen to it share it share it that's a big thing i think we have a lot of a nice listening base but share your podcast with your friends tweet it out i saw people tweeting about the podcast this week which was exciting so you know the, the, the talking about, they were talking about um, my um, juicy chest and I don't like that by the way <laughs> it's not funny to me but what I did to remedy that is I've, I've um, stopped smoking as much and the cough is definitely there's been a, there's been a difference so um, amen to that does that mean so much dairy I worked on that too right. I have reduced the dairy all but, in a week.
2: Um, we we talked about it just a week ago.
1: You, you cut. No, no, it, I, I've reduced it. I, Man, I've reduced you're it.
2: Talking about. Uh,
1: but I did have some milk. Chocolate milk. No, it was, it was yeah. strawberry. It was. I had some cereal today. You
2: are an old nigga drinking strawberry milk like the Nestle
1: Quick strawberry milk. No, no, it's it's um, frosted flakes with strawberry, and what happens is when you put the milk in it. It becomes a strawberry milk Don't you? that you can have afterwards. Don't you got like something where you shouldn't be eating sugar like
2: that? Like doesn't that, that ain't that is that
1: <laughs> Um, it's just frosted flakes. I mean it ain't like I ate like a big Hold old on. candy bar or just something frosted just
2: frosted flakes?
1: <laughs> it's just cereal. What are the flakes
3: out. frosted in? <laughs> right.
1: Pure fucking sugar. Sugar. Alright guys. And fake sugar strawberries. <laughs> To the point where it makes the milk turn strawberry, but all right. I just wanted to try it. I didn't I have my total like I usually do. I just wanted to try that, my bad. It is. It's my, it was my daughter's cereal, but I didn't. I was curious. Anyway. Hey
3: man, has, has anybody ever had grape nuts?
1: I've always wanted them. Oh, I, do, I've, I've been intrigued by grape nuts. Do they even still make them? I don't, it don't seem know. It
2: like they would be good for some reason. Like they the
1: commercials were good. they like super
2: high in fiber or something?
1: So, yeah, they are. So. They're like for older people.
2: Ah, uh, okay. They um, get things moving. Got it.
1: They get they get things moving. Kind of like the total yeah. does. A good cereal gets shit moving. Shout out to cereal. Um don't eat cereal. You don't? Mm-hmm. I don't um, eat cereal dry and I rip, I don't really buy it, so I guess I don't um, eat cereal either. Oh my fault. Well it is ep cereal's good. Is episode one seventy seven Gentlemen... What well, with the white voice, what up?
4: 5,000 miles South Florida.
3: It's your boy, J. Joe. Dear summer.
1: Oh, yeah, man. You're right. It is. I guess it's the last. Tomorrow's the last day of summer, huh? Today's the last day. Oh, so I thought it ended on the 22nd. So it starts on the 22nd. Okay, cool. Well, last day of summer. Um, it is also September day. If you are a fan of Earth, Wind & Fire... Is the 21st night of September. So you know, little known Black History fact, even though it's a clearly a date that is very well known. Mm. But yeah, mm. I don't know. How's everybody been doing though? It's been three weeks in a row of potting. What a what a blessing! Like round of applause for us guys. Hey, speaking of round of applause,
3: uh, would somebody mention to me like what happened to the sound effects?
2: fuck so there's a piece right that my phone connects into to play the sound effects so i've lost that piece when i was doing some djing so i gotta buy another piece so whoever that is thank you for acknowledging that and i will get another piece so you can have the sound effects i jala do we
3: do we have any money left in the kitty yes, i mean i know yes we do there's okay. plenty of
2: money. there's plenty of money go, in the kitty
3: go ahead and dip in that <laughs> and get you get you a piece
2: got it get
1: Thanks. you a little piece <laughs>
2: My, my my manager approved my expense for it.
1: I fuck with it. Man, we should have a with all due respect pizza party during homecoming. I'm with it. A
4: pizza. I'm with it. Yeah, do that
1: for like.
3: Is everybody is everybody going to family's homecoming on the pot? I'm going. I'm going.
1: All right, I'll be there. Last Lush. let's do it. Oh, man, we all going to be together. That's what's up, man. So Are we going to pot? Are we going to do something as a unit? Yeah, we we have to do something together, man. It's like, got to be early because we can't
2: go. do it before we start drinking. Because We got
1: to we- have the pizza party. Like, the pizza party should be a tailgate. You said, what well, we should do something during the tailgate? You said we should have a tailgate. That sounds like work. But what if we had a pizza party, like, at a place that had pizza and, and drinks and had, like, a happy hour sort of vibe? Like on a Friday. Um, uh, are you more into the happy hour or the pizza?
3: Because it like it sounds like you're very pizza focused.
1: I just think very. a pizza party is just a funny um, concept, but I do enjoy pizza. You do know, It could just be a happy hour. I don't really care. <laughs> I'm just saying, like it just be something where niggas kick it. Uh, we'll discuss Thursday. You know, we, we, we
2: were talking about a Thursday, a Thursday thing, man. So maybe let's work on it.
1: So the thing about me and homecoming on Thursdays is I always had bad experiences on Thursdays. Like, it's always been a situation for me because, I mean, I don't know if y'all know this. I'm not like a big drinker. I, use, I smoke weed. I'll, I'll do an edible. I'll be high, but I'm not like really a huge drinker. I always drink too much on Thursday. I don't know if it's a situation where you just get get to Tallahassee and it's Thursday and you're thinking <laughs> I think it maybe you get back to like CPA vibes or something, and you feel like you gotta like go hard because it's Thursday night and then the rest of the weekend's kinda like shot. Like you have you have to you're playing catch up from there.
4: Chasing? a
1: little bit. Huh?
4: Chasing a little
1: bit. Yeah, a little bit.
2: You gotta give yourself the pep talk, man. You gotta um you can't you can't you can't pull a hammy in the layup line, bro. You just gotta remember Thursday is the layup line. As long as you keep that in the back of your mind, you'll be straight. because right,
3: you wanna get up early <clears throat> enough to do cool shit on Friday and right. at least look cool on Friday. So I mean, once you pull the hammy the first time, like you should go in, like like Wood said with the pep talk. Like, you know what? I'm just gonna chill, do me a little reefer, and you know, tackle Friday.
2: Head on. Does anybody else start nicking when they get to Leon County? Like, just want a black or something? Like, as soon as you see the Leon County sign, I, I do like live in
1: Florida though, so
2: okay, yeah,
1: so yeah, it's not. That's kind of like normal.
2: As soon mm. as I enter Leon County, man, I just I want to smoke like some Newport's. Fuck it, I don't even smoke at all. <laughs> I want to smoke some Newport's, some black, some beaties something. Mm.
1: I make
3: set of Beattie, nigga said a beady, nigga.
1: That's back it in my Wasn't beaties like outlaw because
2: it's making niggas' lungs bleed. First off, first off, let all right, let's talk about urban myths revolving around lungs bleeding. <laughs> Everything outside of cigarettes, niggas have said made your lungs bleed since going back to the f-. niggas say who can make your lungs bleed.
1: Fucking clothes make your lungs bleed. Clothes and beaties. I don't know, clothes. I was I I was clothes had oh, me man. in a chokehold in the twenty tens. Um, I think they do make your lungs bleed.
2: So why are people cool with the cancer but not lungs bleeding?
4: I think that's the cancer, though.
1: Like, I'm, not, I'm not separating the two. I would almost say they exacerbate the cancer. Ooh, I don't fuck with clothes no more. And they started giving me terrible headaches. I was like, oh, okay. I shouldn't have been fucking with you in the first place, clothes. I don't even know what you are. Delicious. Were there really cloves in cloves? Not really. It might be like, I think it might have been like maybe, it was (laughs) mostly cigarette with like a little flavor. Cigarettes and incense? (laughs) Why why do we call them cloves? Does it say cloves on the box? I
2: think
1: it does. There's cloves in it. There's cloves in it. Dejarme, yeah. There was clove in there, but it was majority.
4: Clove, cigarettes.
1: Yeah, it was mostly tobacco it was though. Funny
4: though, because people used to have, like clothes was like sophisticated or
1: Clothes was not sophisticated. That's
4: because
2: they
3: were small I, and dainty, and niggas right. used to smoke them shit like fat, fancy. Right,
1: niggas be <laughs> like
2: smoking clothes. They have a
1: long plastic tip.
2: <laughs> they be smoking them underhand and shit. Like
1: <laughs> that is how I smoked them. Yeah, but the m- thing is, they they also made your fingers stink. There was nothing really <laughs> positive about my clothes time. If I think about the time in my life when I was really fucking with clothes, like the late 2000s, early 2010s, mm, it wasn't a good time. Yeah, but nigga,
2: you got you and a... Yeah, my uh, lungs
1: is bleeding. But you got you a button-up, some Durango's on, some clothes? Blanks.
2: Hmm? No, what'd you say, what? Oh, I said, you got you some, uh, you got you a fresh button-up from Express or something on, some Durango boots, and a clove cigarette?
1: Mm-hmm, nigga! Oh no! You I was at the top down. of the You're world. Uh, <laughs> I got table Tom service bro. at the Velvet Room. <laughs> I was a, living in Atlanta during that time. It was <laughs> that's that's a crazy a, time.
2: That's a boot cut jeans,
1: nigga. can't be fucked with. We were snap dancing. Can't so be fucked with. You think they like me? Hey boy, <laughs> can't be fucked with. Those Durangos <laughs> <laughs> making two inches taller. To <laughs> right, <him>. hey, boy. <laughs> he really, it's a platform. Hey, I was Dude, out I here. I was telling niggas I was. I was out here five ten and a half on these hoes, boy. Uh, I, I them boots made me think i was 6'30". i used to tell people it was even on my driver's license at one point
3: chicks that smoke blacks also drink beer stuff. is that a good
2: thing i i don't know i, I kind of like a chick who drinks beer I,
4: i'm not saying i don't
3: no, know. no no so it's no so i'm not talking about <laughs> chicks that are into like fucking ipas and shit <laughs> like that i'm talking about motherfucker got, no, like a high Life or a... I'm with um, it. I remember I came home from fan one time, and she was like, "Yeah, bring me, bring me a tall can of Bud Ice." Ooh, That's kind uh, <laughs> cool. What part of Jacksonville was she from?
4: Hey man, <laughs> what is she doing now? She was a
3: Northside, Bashfield. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Wood, you went to the Dolphins versus Baltimore game. How was that experience?
2: That was outstanding, man. But also, so remember, I also went to the FedEx field. I went to the Redskins game, too, the week before that. And to compare those two stadiums, man, it's crazy because it even further drives home that FedEx field is trash. Redskins are trash, but FedEx field was fucking horrible. But m and much better. Baltimore is worth the 45-minute drive or whatever. Got to see the Dolphins play. Um, I basically had to eat shit the entire fucking game. Um, Because, I mean, we we're getting drugged. We we're getting skull-fucked out here. And everybody, like, oh, you see Lamar? You see Lamar? You see Lamar? So I got to fuck up. I got to fuck up and went to the bathroom and like started watching TV on the, um, oh, well, you know, they got the TVs like in, what is it, the vestibule or whatever it is in the tunnel or whatever like by the concessions. And then we started to creep back in that motherfucker. And I was like, all right, if we come in the fuck back, but we wasn't that close. So I kind of stayed out there. And then I wasn't comfortable until they got a lot, a lot, a lot bit closer, man. Probably one of the most historic games in Miami Dolphins history. It was a blessing to be in the motherfucking building. Um, Rarely. Li- so these are the moments in sports history that you kind of live for. Like I had chills, bro. Like I was. I was riding a high for probably like 36 hours. I did not want to talk about it. I didn't. Want, I, I was like, I, I think I watched it. I've watched the game like three times since the game happened. Um. So. Definitely a Happy blessing year. to be in the building, man. It was something I probably remember um probably for all of my days, man. It was that special for me to go see the Dolphins. I rarely get to see the Dolphins, but to see them win in that fashion was was a treat.
1: That's I love awesome. that for you, man. I do too, man, because I went to see my team play in uh Jacksonville and we got <laughs> not only did we get monsooned on but then we proceeded to get shut out. So, I saw that I was happy for y'all. Like, man, it must be nice to see a team win.
4: do not we just talking around. about uh, checking in, like, on the previous episode? Ooh, no.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What, what? Here's the thing. So, I did go to the game. But I remember you used to go to the tailgate, though. No. Hey. But, but no...
2: speaking of checking in, that's not a topic, but that – have y'all heard about the issues with checking in recently?
1: No, what happened? Like in hotels or something? Like no, it cities? was
2: um, it was uh, Steve Jackson, right? It, that's it. Uh, oh, the, yeah, yeah. The the basketball player. Yeah, he was talking about wherever city he's in. You know what I'm saying? If he's going to another nigga city, he's going to check in. This was on the heels of the uh, the PNB. Oh, shit. Rock. PNB Rock's death, right? He was talking mm-hmm. about niggas need to check in if they're going to another nigga city, whatever. You know, he didn't really go into specifics on why, but, you know, largely from a safety standpoint, especially if you're going to be doing shenanigans or whatever. He was talking about, he checks in in whatever city he goes in. But the wild thing was, he posted that video, I don't know if it was on an IG stream or whatever, but a lot of motherfuckers had backlash about checking in in another nigga's city. I thought that was default, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I just thought it was common courtesy to check in, you know what I'm saying, with a nigga. If I'm in his city, you mean not even worried about safety. But a lot of motherfuckers had like individual problems with that. Like, nigga, I'm a grown ass fucking man. Nigga, I ain't never checked in no motherfucking city. Nigga, I don't need to check in no motherfucking where. And I was like, why is that? Why is it so controversial to check in with your nigga who from that city if you in that city? I mean, like I drink, you know what I'm saying? So I might need to be bailed out of jail or I might need directions or somebody to come and get me. It's prudent to check in with somebody so they're on standby. Oh, wood is in the city. Let me keep my fucking phone on just in case this nigga like start tripping or something. Like, why is that such a controversial topic?
3: There's niggas and them machismo. I'm too big and bad, but I mean if you think about it, it's just a, a smart thing to do, but it's probably niggas who don't even travel to go to other nigga cities anyway um, who have an issue with it. But like you said, like when you never know and then you call the nigga when you locked up and be like, hey man, I'm locked up in Jacksonville. I'm here to see the Colts. And you be like, Well, goddamn, nigga, you didn't even hit me up when you got in town. Now you calling me
2: cause a nigga done stole your chain. Like right. you know. or, or you fucked up and you called that nigga when you need to get bailed out. He's like, Oh, I'm in Atlanta right now. If you right. would have checked in, you would have known that's not the nigga to call. You know what I'm saying? Like niggas, bro, that's why I, I mean, think I bro. think
3: I think it's the term check it in. I think they should, if they changed it to something else, niggas it might be more palatable. It's kind of like defund the police, like niggas. It, <laughs> <laughs>
5: it's like you,
3: like it. It, it it's just
1: does go down with a spoonful so, of sugar. So if it's not check, I mean, cause I, I think checking in makes sense. But I did feel a way when five thousand just say, but you didn't check in or knowing um. When uh, Wood said, but you didn't check in, I did feel ways about it. But what's a better way of, what's a better term?
2: Just keep it at fucking, because it's literally checking in. Like, it's literally, <laughs> it hey, is bro, checking I'm in. just hitting you it up is. to let Touch- you know. Touching,
1: touching base? Touching base might be better. Touching base works. Sometimes read, work terms to me. work. Yeah, that's true. I
2: don't know, hmm. man. That, shit, that shit's not safe, because first off, They got these niggas out here on Facebook talking about nigga. I ain't never had no problem in any niggas hood, man. I can go anywhere. Like niggas talking about, they could go in any hood they want to. I was like, hey, I don't know, not one nigga who's good in every single hood on the planet, except for maybe like (laughs) a nigga (laughs) like Snoop. You know what I'm saying? Maybe him, but like a regular nigga. And the first thing I thought about it is, "Hey man, don't go too far up, go too far up uptown in New Orleans." I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't know who you think you is, dog. No. <laughs>
3: well, y'all, who was with us that time? When it was a nigga, white dude had stopped somewhere uptown, and it was a nigga on the bike said, "Hey, boy, you better get around here before I fuck you." And I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> what? Oh lord, this is that's why I moved up here." I was like, "Oh." Goodness gracious.
2: <laughs> that, I His eyes. Not your yeah, ass get fucked. Hey boy. Woo. No, it's, you, can't even, you can't even go to
3: like three streets over in Chicago and be straight. Right? Like niggas I don't know nobody straight. Hey, Touch man.
2: base. If we, that makes niggas feel better. We've had niggas that oh. we know that just had out of state tags in Baltimore. The police stopped him. and said, hey, man you don't have Maryland tags, you don't like you from around here. Let me escort you back to the harbor so you
1: can get the you fuck, should be. so you can get yeah. the
2: fuck out of here. Cause you're not supposed to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know a nigga who's good in every hood like that. Except for me, like I, said, I remember
1: I told one of our frat brothers, cause he was like, Man, I want to go to a a kappa function. I was like, I remember and this is when I was he was living, he lives in Maryland. Closer to DC, and I was working in Alexandria. So I was like, "That's cool. That's cool. I'll come pick you up." I pick him up, and he's like, "Just drive. Just drive down this this random ass road." I'm like, "You just need to tell me where where the fuck we going." And he's like, "No, no, we good. We good." And we keep on going, and I was like, "And the more, mind you, I'm driving like a a Camaro, and Camaros was still kind of cracking a little bit. And I'm feeling good about myself." Yeah, he had a fat boy car. Yep. Don't worry about it. Okay, anyway. Yes. It, was two, it was 2010. So we were going down the road and I'm in the Camaro and it started to look like The Wire and I was like, nigga, are we going to Baltimore? And he was like, no, we in Baltimore and I was like, mm. so here's this thing. Mm. We're on the west side of Baltimore. You didn't tell me shit. West Baltimore. Ooh. Mm. It was obviously West Baltimore. I was like, this is West Baltimore. And he's like, I saw, I saw I seeing The Wire. And he's like, yeah, that is where we are. I was like... First and foremost, where are we going? So oh, we're going to Morgan State. i like, nigga, I wouldn't have signed up for that. Yeah. Like, like I wouldn't have signed up for that Morgan with this State out-of-state car. Yeah, all HBCUs in the hood. So it's like... Wait, well, no, that wasn't... I don't think that was more... I was with you, wasn't
2: I? No, you wasn't with us. Oh, okay. There was another time, I think, that I... Okay, yeah. At least was it a well, night? Yes, it was a night, and it was a capital party in a gym. No, no, it was a probate. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Well, at least it wasn't Coppin State. It could have been worse. Oh,
1: so Coppin State's worse? Yeah. Oh, shit. At any, at any rate, he was like, man, just park here. I'm like, nigga, there's nothing cool about anything that you've done tonight. Like, first of all, you had us go to Baltimore on a dummy mission. I'm thinking I'm going somewhere regular for two. We're on Morgan State campus, and he told me to park in, this, in front of this weird-ass spot with barred-up windows. Nigga, this ain't my car. Hey, man, you didn't ask enough qualifying questions. Right. First of all. So, first of
2: all, I kind of blame you. when you was, was on blame me too. You had to right. be on the BW partway for a minute. That was just prime time for you to a- ask all the questions that you had. Like, all right, man, where the fuck we going?
1: I mean, and the thing is, I was like, okay, if we're going to the Baltimore area, and I've never been, so it's fine. I'm assuming we're going to go somewhere normal. Like, we'll be in a in a place that's more aligned to young professional niggas. The Harbor don't, or something? Yeah, maybe the Inner Harbor and some shit like that. But, no, nah, he didn't. And I was like, no, nah, we ain't doing this no more. Like, I'm going to ask more questions or probably just say no. But, yeah. No, you have to know where you're supposed to be. Like, I mean, I, I think that's just important in general. But, yeah, my fault on um, 5000 for not, uh, you know,
4: oh, touching no. base. <clears throat> I'm just giving me a hard time. I'm not tripping. Yeah, I was going to lose anyway.
5: I
3: know, I know. Hey, man, you got to realize, like, hopefully at this age, niggas, like, whole thirst has been quenched some sort of way. Because, like, some niggas will throw caution to the wind if they think it's a piece of pussy somewhere, man. And that's the only reason why he wanted to go is so he could, like, probably wear his Kappa shirt and try to get on some chicks. But it's not worth your life, especially at this.
1: I mean, this was back in the day, but... Hope niggas still not on that shit. But so even then, we were still too old to be trying to hit 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 um Morgan State co <laughs> Yeah, but you know, you either way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, speaking of getting canceled, uh, so we have a group chat like like most people, like most friend groups, they have group chats where they talk about life, and we, you know, we in our group chat, we talk about. What we're we going to talk about on the podcast and just normal everyday banter. With that, I had a very interesting question. I'll probably get us canceled, but how would y'all define it? Hold on, is, is that nigga back? shit? Is
2: that yeah. nigga it's, shit? It's freezing a little bit. Oh, uh, that's probably, that's probably yeah, I thought it was a nah, long call. Wow, yo.
1: What, what, the, the, look, the guy, the
3: guy didn't want you to get that out. Right, so right, missed right, a whole. right, right,
1: right, right. Miss all say, of it?
3: I mean, yeah. You know, after you start talking about group chat, where the yeah. group chat was, you defined it for us. And then, what'd you say after that?
2: Once we get this Patreon oh, account get... off the ground, we're gonna have access to the group chat, man. So people can actually engage on the group chat and provide topics. Three dollars a month. Oh, that's nice. Day. Let's do this.
1: I like that. Um, but we do have a group chat and we just talk about like what we're going to talk about on the podcast and normal everyday shit. Um, before we get into the topic, which is a very good question, I think, I think it's a very valid question. How would you define a bull dagger? (laughs) Before we get into it, I just want to clear the air. I mean, because this is not a a hateful podcast. Y'all been listening to us. We've known this shit for a while now. We're obviously sex positive. Um, but we're also black, and we're kind of old, and this is an old black term.
2: No, uh, it, how would y'all it, Well, well, first off, before we define what a what a what a bulldagger is, we have to come up with a a better term for for bulldaggers. So, what are we going to call them to not so, be
1: offensive? I think in so, two thousand twenty two, they call them studs. They don't. So no, <laughs> <in> that's <2000, laughs> wrong.
5: So
3: maybe in two thousand nineteen, they call them studs. <laughs> Studs oh. <laughs> is no longer acceptable either. What the fuck that's is that?
1: That's not cool either. I thought right. that
3: was I thought that was a nice not word. I, I mean, I, so stud is definitely a step up from bulldagger. So, I is I mean, pretty cool. But hey, man, can you sound <laughs> that? God damn, boy. They okay. well, when we finally make it big and they go back to this episode, this is gonna be the one that takes us down. <laughs> when
5: they want remember.
3: you to host, when they want you to host the Oscars. They gonna make you apologize for saying bull dagger.
1: Get smacked in the face by one. Oh.
2: So what were y'all talking about anyway? No, because so I, I, so I, I still don't know. What the, can, can we? just say stud. All we gonna use studs? Stud. All right. So cool. So there was a post of a stud that was posted, right? It was a, and it, it it was a cute. Did stud. You say it was a post of a stud that was posted. Yeah. 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 Sure. Okay. So, she was posted. Yeah. Yeah. She was posted in in the without a respect group. It's she's a cute stud, too, right? And that was yep. kind of what the discussion kind of came from. But I, I got to thinking, and I'm like, why do studs only look like... And, I mean, the transformation or whatever it is they're doing... I mean, they're mimicking a look of a dude, right? There's a certain mm-hmm. look that they kind of have. But that look is the look of one particular archetype of man, which is like the... The gym shorts cat, you know what I'm saying? Like it's the wife beater and gym shorts and wave cap, dude. Like I don't, I don't see too many studs that turn into the preppy nigga. You know what I'm saying? There's a couple, but more so it's the it's the hoop shorts kind. You know what I'm saying? None of them like morph into the pretty boy dude. They all really gravitate towards the hoop shorts dude. So that got me, got me to thinking. I'm like. Well, why is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, why do all studs gravitate mainly towards the hoop shorts type of type of dude? And I think we started to spitball off of that topic, and we got to a point where we're saying that I think Chef was the one that responded. We're saying, well, that's the type of man that they think that chicks like? Is that
1: what your response was, Chef? It, it was a little bit more um, abrasive, probably. I think they dress like the niggas they like.
2: Right. So they dress like the niggas that they like, and that's fine, right? So what do you mean
1: they dress like the niggas they like? Like admire, not necessarily, not necessarily ones they would like get with because they they like women for the most part. It's it's um the ones they admire. Like for example, I have a friend. We grew, like she we knew each other at fam, and she was like she was always. She was she was always on the fence like I think she didn't want to come out of the closet or whatever, but we were always cool. We were always just real cool. And when she was in college, she like tried to be girly, but just never that it just it it was clear that she was she was she was gay, but she just didn't want to come out the closet. When she came out of the closet much later in life and got into her career, she dresses just like me. And I was just like, it's, and it's not because like such a, a situation where she's like, oh, Greg is so fine. I mean, chef is so fine. It's more like this nigga is cool. So once I get into my stud vibes, I'm gonna dress like this nigga. Durangos and bootcut jeans. No, and that's the thing. That's how she started, right. and it, I never, wore, I never, I never wore Durangos, By the way, but the bootcut jeans and like sweaters. But then she evolved to like cool funny t-shirts and and jeans and and nice cardigans like she dresses very much like me like in in many in many sorts of ways and i was just like oh that's cool you know what i'm saying like she she dressed like she's like you know when i get into my my nigga bag i'm gonna dress like this nigga over here i I like this nigga style so i feel like it's a mix of that and and what they think that women like too maybe so i think but to Woods' point, that, that took this thing in a little bit deeper um, when we started to peel away the layers. We're trying to break down is, the psychology
2: of studs. That's what we're trying to do.
1: Yeah, and and they. So what you what you say? Wood? Cause what? Because so, what you said, I thought So, was so I was like, point. so
2: if studs gravitate towards the hoop shorts archetype of nigga, does that make niggas who wear hoop shorts, wife beaters, and wave caps farther? Or closer to being bitches, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. mm-hmm, because if a woman, if a woman were to like pussy, she's more than likely to look like you than me. So, which one of us is closer to being a bitch in that particular instance? Because you're the go-to for women that want to be men,
1: and that I think, I think that they like that look for niggas. Like they take that look from niggas because they think those are the niggas that get that get fucked. But th- what? They're, those are the type of niggas that women that like they like like women like fuck niggas.
2: Okay, all right, yeah, you didn't say it right the first time. It was not a real real penitentiary like the first time you said it. Um, oh no. But, but which is weird, right? Because if you talk to a a what is it cisgender? What what I don't know what the fuck it is. A straight woman if you talk to a straight mm-hmm. woman, a straight woman will give you multiple different responses. A, cis, a, cisgendered, cisgendered. Yeah, a cisgendered woman. Um, you can ask 10 of them and they'll all give you a different answer, right? And most of them will not gravitate towards hoop shorts, nigga. They're going to want the nigga who wears like collar shirts, button ups, or dresses well, so on and so forth. So why do the studs like break from that particular norm? I
3: don't, I don't even know why we have this discussion, but I'll, I'll chime in. Is it not uh, fascinating? No, not to me. But I, so I feel like a a, a lot of women, right? If as y'all have talked about before, a lot of these studly women are fine, right? So they got ass and titties. That if, chef, you look really creepy right now. <laughs> not in your head, yet. So if you wear you wear looser clothing, it doesn't doesn't break attention to your curves if you so you know i'm saying if you so happen to have them so if they put on a nice pair of slacks and fucking chelsea boots and look like a a, you know what i'm saying niggas like chef who's looking his fingers right now and giving me two thumbs up are gonna be like trying to holler at her so she's probably like let me get as far away from a nigga trying to holler at me as i can and the wave cap big t-shirt Big shorts, tennis shoes might be the best way I can get away from niggas trying to holler at me so I don't have to go through that whole issue.
2: You know what I'm saying? And that makes sense. Except the part that even though you're gravitating away so you can hide your ass in titties, you still have to gravitate towards the chick that you want to attract. Mm -hmm. So the soft lesbians have to be attracted to hoop shorts as well. Which blows the mind so the the non-stud lesbians out there their archetype of preference is hoop shorts non-niggas as well
3: but what I'm saying is that they might want the chick that is attracted to that you know what I'm saying so like like what you said. So, yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing. So, if you want to attract a chick that's into niggas who wear wave caps, long shorts, blah, 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 blah. That's what you do. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they might be trying to attract. But who knows who they're trying to attract? Fuck. We're trying to get in the mind of fucking lesbians. We got to
2: get. Little niggas out here. Can we get a stud We got to get a show? stud on the show because I have questions. I think questions. we need to
1: get one. We need to find a, a cool stud for the show to talk to.
2: And we're not anti-stud. Um, like, we... I fuck with studs. They're cool as fuck. They're just like the niggas. I just... I have questions. Because now this shit is kind of getting out of control. Because now you have, like, the studs that are like, I'm a stud, but for, like, 45 seconds, they'll not be a stud. Like, they'll snap out of it and start... Who... The chick was just shaking her ass. And it's like, wait a minute. Niggas don't shake their ass.
1: Right. So,
2: what are you doing? Like, you're confusing... Now you're confusing the people.
1: And then there was the one that um, was on... I guess she was like a, a influencer, or she had like a big following. Like I guess she's a comedian or something. And she like disappeared for a while, and she came back. She's like, I know y'all been wondering where I was. Wow. I- mm, hey man, did he you unplug your mic? He just unplugged.
2: He like the old to get he your, like your like job. The just- oh,
3: <laughs> oh they go to the oh, the juice. Oh boy, is loose. Now you got to spit. Oh, Anyway, man, man
5: so Woo.
3: the thing is, just because a woman dresses like a dude most of the time doesn't mean that she can't dress like a woman. Some of the time, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all niggas wear pink short sets sometimes. Y'all niggas dance sometimes. Some of y'all niggas play fucking instruments and flutes and shit. Like, you can't just—people people are people are multi— multi-dimensional so just because it, they're stud doesn't mean nah, like
2: they have to but but us dancing and wearing pink ass. isn't crossing a line that's just being in close proximity to florida like that doesn't mean anything like you didn't cross any gender lines just by dancing and wearing pink now nah, if a nigga starts oh, wow, painting what? his nails or some shit okay now now we now we got some something
3: if a about.
1: nigga what is painting his nails or something. But niggas
3: are painting their nails now. And That's I got questions th- about that, too. Niggas
1: did niggas paint their nails in the 90s. I have questions bad. about
3: that. But I'm saying, it's just, I mean, fucking, I mean, Prince, what, assless chaps. You know what I'm saying? Like, Prince, Prince. So, I Prince, mean, you Prince can't just, phenomenal. but, uh, you can't, you can't ask one stud why that stud does what that stud does. It's like asking one man what they do.
2: You know what I'm saying? Like, you is it disrespectful lit, to be Huh? Is it disrespectful to be curious? I mean, I don't know. No, don't, no, no, no. I mean, you can uh, ask
3: as many questions. I'm just saying that your expectation of getting your answers answered, I mean, your questions answered, I mean, probably it's not going to happen. I mean, you get that one person's point of view and that might broaden your thinking. So, I mean, I still would like to have one on the show because I would like to, to hear you all talk and get your questions answered.
1: Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Maybe we just need to go into our... Um, stud bag? Yeah, and see who we know. This nigga <laughs> say yeah. What is a stud bag? <laughs> it's, a, it's a bag of studs. Um, obviously, J.J. <laughs> <laughs> it's my bad. <laughs> I should Yeah, It's right. over here. Stuff,
3: any, any, if we have any self... uh
4: self-identified Identified.
1: Studs, self, Yeah, self-identified studs or... Or even if we identify you, I hope that you're not offended and we...
2: No, <laughs> ask do not... I, ask all right. Or just ask DM them. us and tell us what the hell we're supposed to call studs and daggers.
4: Oh, man. But yeah. Um, speaking I of... that cereal before.
2: Bulldagger cereal?
4: Wow. Studs and bulldeggers sound like a cereal. Never mind. Go ahead.
1: Don't mind me. A crazy cereal, Doc. Um... But speaking of of shit that you should probably ignore, people on TikTok are apparently so this came out yesterday, so people on TikTok are making NyQuil chicken. And the FDA had had to warn people not to cook your chicken breasts in NyQuil. During a time where chicken is really hard to come by. Where Inflation rates have have made it tough to buy normal goods like chicken breasts. Motherfuckers is is cooking their chicken in Robitussin, cooking their chicken in Nyquil to make it sleepy. Chicken is what they call it. Um, Are they marinating it or are they cooking it in Nyquil? They are cook like you know how you you might put some olive oil in the bottom of the pan to brown. To help you brown the chicken.
2: Mm, it ain't even like that, bro. It's like it's like barbecue sauce. Like if you're making barbecue sauce, oh. you saute, like stir fry. Like if you were gonna no, stir cook fry the chicken, and you like flipping it to make sure it's evenly coated in said liquid, that's what they do. With I the goal
1: of putting niggas to sleep. or or killing them, killing.
3: I hate I hate this generation. <sighs> like motherfuckers really don't have. Nothing. shit better to do than like some stupid shit again for likes that don't
2: why not just drink the NyQuil
1: just, I mean cause that's not enough like I guess when they went, when they take themselves out they wanna do it with flair here's my thing here's my thought on Gen Z in, in general cause there's been a few things that have kinda like bothered me over the past day so That was one. Then there's this boy on TikTok who's famous for making these videos where he, um, he's interviewing for a job and he's like, oh, I don't want this job because you're going to make me work. And he, like, he does, he says stupid shit like that. I guess some nigga made a a response to him because all he does is talk about millennials, how we work too much and and we're stupid because we work so much. Um... Millennials. Between him, millennials work too much? Yeah, that he because we're we're considered old. We're we're old to these niggas. Oh, you're talking about we're the we're
2: geriatric like, millennials, not the whole generation of millennials. No, they're talking oh, okay. about like us.
1: Okay, got it. Okay. Like niggas in their forties apparently are ancient. So that's crazy. But um between that nigga, between these children making um Nike Will chicken, I'm not a fan of Gen Z, but it makes me as a parent makes me feel a little bit better about my child's prospects if that makes any sense i feel like when it's time for them to get to work um or do something special in the world they won't have that much competition coming at least from the generation up ahead of them which is you know a silver lining for me
2: yeah but i mean i don't do you beat your child or do you get them help? Like, if you walk in the kitchen and you see your daughter or your mm. son cooking NyQuil chicken, like, what is the proper response as a parent? Like, bitch, do I take you to the doctor to go sit down on the couch? Or do I beat the mm. shit up? Like, I don't know. I don't.
1: I think once you. So if your kid is making NyQuil chicken at the crib. Like, it's too late. <laughs> no, nah, I, mean, I don't think oh, yeah, it's too late. <laughs> I don't think it's too late, man. I think well, kids... what you supposed to do? Because what makes a valid point? Do I whoop your ass? It depends on I... how
3: you've been parent, parenting up like since then. You know what I'm saying? So if you have this... Di- if dialogue is the way you communicate with your kids and you'd be like, so what you doing? And like, uh, make a NyQuil chicken. And you're like, so does that seem like a smart thing to be doing? Like, why the fuck are you making NyQuil chicken? Because I saw it on TikTok. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if you can have a dialogue and like talk it out and be like, "Why are you doing this stupid shit?" If because I mean, because kids are gonna do stupid shit, yeah, true.
1: right, yeah. But not NyQuil. We all do. First stupid. off, Nyquil ain't cheap. It these how are these kid these kids are old enough? Well, maybe they're not. Maybe a good point. Make a good point because we don't know how old these kids are. I think it's probably a mix, right? They don't know that they don't know that if you soak NyQuil in chicken that it could potentially kill you. I guess they don't know that, huh?
2: It doesn't matter, right? They don't live in a world bound by ass whoopings. Like, I remember a time where you would get your ass whooped just for doing or saying stupid shit. It didn't have to be necessarily harmful or dangerous. It's like, I'ma beat your ass because one, that's my fucking NyQuil that you fucking put on that chicken. Two, that's my fucking chicken. Three, where the fuck was you at when I told you to take that fucking chicken out last week and you forgot to take that shit out of the fucking freezer and thaw it out, but now you fucking homeboy RD. Like, these are the fucking... Like, there's no... For you to feel comfortable enough to go and get my NyQuil and get my fucking chicken and go on my stove and to start cooking fucking chicken with your fucking camera on, that's a level of comfort that you have with me that I'm not comfortable with. That means you don't fear me. That means you feel like I'm a hoe and I am i don't care about you using all the fucking NyQuil and using all my fucking chicken. That's disrespectful to me.
4: My whole thing is that NyQuil is nasty as so fuck. Why would you even like damn all the potential side effects like that shit is just nasty like so why would you, the chicken is ruined regardless. Even if there's no ill effects come from it, the chicken is fucked. Runt. Runt. I'll make you eat that shit. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, and oh
3: now shit. You, now you going to jail. You, go you, know, you going to eat all these fucking You're going to chicken and they die. And now you No,
2: they won't. Uh, there's a poison, called a poison control number on the back. The, the little nigga consumed a half a bottle of NyQuil. Come
1: get it. What's the shit? What's, what's sh- the epicac? The shit that makes <laughs> right, you throw up? The
2: epicac.
1: up. So you just have the epicac on deck. Like, this is going to be a rough night for you. You're going to eat a little bit of this fuck-ass chicken, and then you're immediately going to throw up your insides. I'll give you a spoonful of this castor, and you would be good. Next step. <laughs> That's fair. I like that. I mean, in general, I mean, I'm, I just don't. I think these kids, maybe they just have too much time on their hands. Maybe the pandemic has had some adverse effects on, like, motherfuckers' sanity, to a degree. Because these, these kids, because think about it. We talked about earlier in pre-pod. These kids wear hoodies in 90-degree weather. They wasn't doing that before the pandemic, I don't think. These true? motherfuckers might have snapped.
4: I think they was wearing hoodies already. I think. In 90 degree uh for a minute.
1: Really? Oh. Well, maybe maybe it's something I didn't notice then. I thought that should happen after the fact because that's when I started noticing it. But I don't know, man. I just I just feel better about my kids prospects when I see these motherfuckers um, do do what they do. But, you know, time will tell. Maybe they're brilliant and we and we're the ones that are wrong. Probably not. Yeah, I, I was just saying it would be nice. Um, but yeah, shit. Sorry, guys, my shit acting weird. There it is. Okay, cool. Um, let's move forward, though. Speaking of of children, um, so Adnan Syed got out. He got a he wasn't acquitted. He's got early release. Adnan Syed of serial fame his conviction uh, was
2: vacated i think that's the
1: cuz it was overturned right Is that, it was it was uh, overturned uh, I,
2: yeah. don't, I don't i don't it was overturned cuz if it was overturned that would mean that he's innocent
1: right i think they vacated it i think it was vacated yeah you're right he was it was vacated um so he was he was he's been in prison since 19 since since 2000 um, The crime was committed in 1999. What's crazy is, I mean, I listened to Serial. I even listened to. I I started rewatching the HBO sh- um, documentary afterwards, like yesterday. The a documentary a, I'm a on instinct. HBO? I didn't see
2: that. I'm gonna check
1: that. Out. Yeah, it's good. It came out a while ago. All right.
3: So before we get it, before you get into
1: all that, can you talk about what he was
3: accused of and why it was a podcast? And okay, yeah. So
1: so uh, he was allegedly. um... Um, sentenced for life for murder of his his girlfriend at the time. Um, May his high school high school girlfriend they were in high school yeah yeah high school girlfriend they were all I mean they're, they're our age like R H class of ninety nine Maryland
4: really?
1: um um they lived they were in Baltimore I think they were all from Baltimore County um but they um he was he was allegedly he was they said he killed her. But the whole thing that sparked the Serial Podcast, the podcast, it kind of um, went through the whole crime and went through the details of what happened was he was found guilty. But there were so many holes in the actual story in terms of what happened. Like there there were several accounts that were involved. The police didn't really do their due diligence in terms of the investigation. They didn't talk to all the right people. The prosecutors left out key facts um, from the case. Um, Certain – people that were in that, that should have been uh, questioned they left they left and never came back to Baltimore. Um I know like one of the the, the guy who became her um the young lady's next boyfriend Jay? he ended up leaving and moving to um moving to North Carolina oh. and uh and never came back. Who is so, Jay? Not Which one Jay, is Jay? Not Jay got it. Uh not Jay the other dude the dude that um that May worked with um that Hay worked with yeah, worked with um, at, the, um, at the at at the eyeglass. She worked at like a, a lens crafters or something like that.
5: Yeah.
1: Um And she had a boyfriend there. He was like 22 when she was 18. But by the, around the time she was murdered, like she just disappeared. Yeah. Do you see that? No. Yeah. I, I okay. Keep talking. Okay, but yeah, so um, so so there was a lot of stu- circumstance, like circumstantial ed- evidence that was taken into account that probably shouldn't have been so i mean i know the serial podcast the goal wasn't i don't think the goal of the podcast was to necessarily indict um 9 or or say that he was I- like innocent but it kind of left you up left it up in the air after that they did do a hbo um miniseries which was really good i mean i think it, it was it, it mirrored um the story mirrored uh serial but it's it's visual obviously because it's a documentary um but in general this is like a really big deal like the the podcast like serial podcast was one of the revolutionary podcasts that kind of started the whole podcast true, true crime revolution in general revolution type yeah. Of situation yeah, yeah that, that was that was my first podcast actually it was mine too Right. So I mean a lot of people started listening to podcasts fucking with Serial. Um so it was revolutionary in that sense, but also it brought a lot of attention to a very cold case. Like I think Serial came out in like I think it was like two thousand and thirteen. Uh so and the crime happened in two in, in nineteen ninety nine. So like thirteen years that it had passed, um before Serial started, but they they opened up this cold case and really started putting a lot of eyes on it because of the notoriety of the podcast. And because of that and all the, the work that they did, ultimately, you know, his everything was overturned. I know they were saying that he at Anon can't sue the prosecutors for withholding a lot of evidence or, or details that they were supposed to disclose to his defense team. But, I mean, I guess he's free, so, I mean, that's I, positive in that sense.
2: I still think that motherfucker
1: did it, though. Um, I do, too. And, uh,
2: my I mean, that, the, but the podcast just unearthed so much like bad shit i mean just weak ass investigation that the that the um that the investigators were doing that it's like bro there's no way you can prosecute this dude prosecute this dude and you didn't even do a full thorough investigation you know what i'm saying yeah it sucks that the motherfucker did it and he probably is gonna He he's free but y'all gotta do a better job because honestly and truly like honestly I'm still stuck on where the fuck is Jay. Like, like didn't Jay help bury
1: the chick? Jay's in so Jay's in the documentary. Jay the whole that whole situation shady with Jay because not only did he say he saw like he said Adnan pulled up with him like it's the girl body in the car. Look. Like who yeah. would do that? Yeah. If it ain't
2: Adnan, yeah. it's Jay. Okay? But I think it's probably more Adnan than Jay, but
1: who is this I person? I feel like everybody around oh. this girl didn't mean her no good. Which is sad. Yeah. Like 'cause even her homegirls, like she had this even some of her homegirls seemed kind of shady. Like I was like, I don't know about this girl. Like she seemed super naive. Like they were reading her diary. And I was like, This girl's way more naive than she should be. Like she was talking about how much how much in love she was with the twenty two year old dude who was clearly like a loser. Like I was like, This is crazy. Well the late the and
2: late nineties was a a weird and wild time though, as, as you you all are much aware. But if y'all haven't if y'all haven't listened to that serial uh
3: podcast, man, that shit was that shit was riveted. I can't remember where I was, but I was like might have been driving from Pittsburgh to Nashville. I don't know what the fuck, but I listened to like all that shit. I like binge listened to that shit, so
2: Shit, we had niggas out here driving to the park, you know what I'm saying? Like going to like look into the the forest, or wherever the fuck it is, like trying to like see exactly where the body was buried and all of that type of shit, man. That shit was wild. Did you do that? No, I I don't fuck with the dead. <laughs> we I had this conversation how many times? Yeah, I no, I, I, don't it, I don't fuck with I don't fuck with dead never, shit,
1: bro. I would not be interested in that shit. That whole story was weird. But if you watch, if you watched the um, because then they add another episode of Serial. If you go to the Serial feed, if you if you're like, I'm obviously not subscribe to that anymore because it's been years but um they added another episode to season one i guess going over the details of of his, his release if y'all interested in that but the the documentary on hbo is really good too i mean it's just a crazy story i do feel like that nigga did it like i feel like he had i feel like it was a group effort i don't think he was by himself and he was probably the only one that got pinched
3: I don't think that. I don't think that nigga did it. I'm gonna go on record. I don't think he did it.
2: But I'm definitely not about to pick up that crack pipe that is cereal again. Like nobody needs to go back <laughs> down that length, that that time in their life where they dedicated all those hours to the podcast. I'm not about to pick that crack pipe up again. Fuck that shit. It is what it is.
1: Well, quick question. Which one was worse? The uh, which one like consumes you more, cereal or Atlanta Monster? Cereal, easy. I don't, Atlanta Monster fucked that up. I don't. Atlanta Monster. You never listen to Atlanta Monster Atlanta, about the um, about um, Wayne so Williams
2: Monster. Atlanta Monster doesn't. Oh, you, Monster. I almost fucking said it. Atlanta Monster doesn't consume me the way that cereal does because I don't have any question about what happened in Atlanta Monster. You um. you you have to go into Atlanta Monster thinking that Wayne Williams didn't do it in order for that shit to captivate you the way that it that it does. Wayne Williams did that motherfucking shit. Okay, motherfucker?
1: Wayne Williams did it. Yeah, Wayne William
2: Williams did it. Hella did
1: it. He did it like Adnan did it. <laughs> that nigga's hella guilty. I
2: so, so,
3: so so speak de- 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 dirt on my dog's name, though. You
4: say Wayne Williams
3: did it? Yeah. I mean, I don't even know the fucking story.
4: Oh. Wayne Williams definitely
3: did it. Wayne oh, Williams killed some kids and said did it. The story
4: about that was. Um, I forgot what we were even talking about, but we was at the frat house. It was like a homecoming. Um, and John Baker was talking about <laughs> Baker was talking about Atlanta child murders. What is that? He's like, oh, man, it was the whole thing. And that's what, I mean, this happened in the last handful of years, six, seven years maybe. I had never heard of it before. And then I just got like, Super intrigued by it. Like I read man, I done read so much stuff about Wayne Williams and Lana Child Murders and all that. Like so then when the podcast came out by that I was listening to that. But I don't know. I'm on the fence. So. Some of it I think he did, some of it I don't know. Wayne
2: Wayne Williams single handedly is the reason why niggas don't go outside no more at night. Like hey. <laughs> 'Cause that sparked off the whole do you know what it's eight yeah. o'clock. Do you know where the kids are? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they used to say it here at uh yeah. Jacksonville.
4: Really, they used to be like, it's eleven
2: o'clock,
4: you know your children
2: are. Not. That nigga ruined outside.
3: Hey man, Lane, speaking of ruining outside. Wayne Williams we in Chicago. A, we got uh, the the residents, uh young nigga on here. uh I brought him up here and again, he's doing like weird young nigga shit. That nigga had his mic muted, and then he unmuted it so we could hear him, like, lick the blunt. Like, it's weird. Like, I was like, <laughs> yeah. what was that?
5: And so if yeah, like, he like kiss it,
3: right. no, what, no nigga, I just right. didn't like,
0: know why. I just, like, who was kissing in the background? And I looked up. Obviously, I didn't think that was going to unmute? Why'd you unmute yourself? All right, I'll go ahead and explain. Because J. Joe, and I love the show. I appreciate you guys for having me on. But it's been a journey to get here. As the <laughs> listeners will know, it's been a long time. It's been many a valued effort. This man has talked countless of shits. But every time he comes into contact with me, he leans. He leans. He leans. And all What, I is, what does that me. mean in like
3: regular people? Nigga mean
2: Tennessee Nashville NyQuil chicken. What does
3: he leans mean?
0: I, I, so I was referring to leaning on the shield, as you are. Okay. With me, so, I a, I so I ask. So I ask. So I ask things of you. Okay. And and I have no problem with you asking okay. of me, but I just feel slighted because you ask of me, and I always do. But then on the back end, I receive so much negativity, and it, hurts <laughs> me. But, it but it's cool. So we fast oh, forward man. to today. No, I, I want you, I want you to. I want to answer your grievances. I am. I am. I'm gonna answer. Right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna answer my question. You ask your
3: question. Well, question. Well, let me tell you. We've before you before you get into your whole bag, we brought y'all here because like why y'all put quill on chicken?
0: Okay, don't say
1: y'all, don't say y'all. Them your people, bro. Them your people. No, 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 it's, 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 no, no, no. It's it's resident, it's, Young nigga is is he Gen Z though?
0: No, I'm 28. Are you Gen Z?
1: Yeah, he ain't Gen Z, dog. Yeah.
0: When,
1: when Gen, Gen Z, Z start, he almost 30, dog. And y'all know
0: me, so y'all know I don't even. I'm not like most of other 28 year olds. Right, but we, but can, you gotta speak for your for people.
3: But you gotta no, you different. So,
0: but you have to speak for your people. What your people are doing. I don't submit or represent the views and actions of anybody on social media. All right, but uh, I will say it's 1990s. wild. I agree with y'all. I so you have ha- so,
3: so you have seen the Nyquil chicken.
0: Yeah, I saw I saw it today, and I I don't understand, but that's just as, as crazy to me as the whole you know the whole battle on washing your chicken, and I, I still don't understand, but I'm not changing my methods.
2: I'm gonna wash my chicken in the corner sink. Oh, you about to would about to <laughs> get angry? I, I, I know, I know, I know. We don't have time for that. We got topics we got to discuss. We don't need to spend thirty minutes on the necessity or lack thereof of washing your chicken.
1: All right. I do have a question for the resident single young nigga. Cause he's a you single? Nigga. Yeah. Wait, I, I just assume because all these niggas bad, young bro. niggas are single. Um, what? Do you, what are do y'all doing? Are you participating in the Coven season shit? I'm always just. All right, slow down. Slow, see slow down. See, man, was, man. Slow down.
4: Yeah.
1: What? <laughs> 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 oh, well, maybe it's my internet. no, it was you, my nigga. Nah, oh, nah, no, no, I, I
0: think
4: it's sped up.
0: Like, I've seen the calendar of events with that stuff. I mean, I don't really subscribe to that stuff, but I understand how the market moves. I understand what the weather does due to the market and how it changes things. So, I mean, it's just like any other market. You got to adjust to it. You may not want to subscribe to it, but you understand, come the winter times, people are more likely to get into relationships because they get lonely at night when it get cold. Especially if you're from Chicago, huh? If you want to throw it at that, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, saying I'm I'm th- th- I'm, 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 but
3: climate. this has this been something I've been saying that niggas up north cuff sooner so. than other niggas because it's colder like, longer. What you that? No,
0: because that has nothing to do. y'all be inside way so here's, longer. Here's, here's the point why everybody wants to wear matching pajamas on Christmas, and Christmas in Florida Christmas in Chicago. Right, so Is right. there not a calendar that?
1: You don't think oh, that wait, that's the goal? That? Is that what oh, it's
0: associated man. with? Man, Taking
1: pictures oh, for
4: Christmas?
0: Man, unfortunately, <laughs> the goal for a lot of people is matching pajamas, man. They want to fake it. I mean, we, we, we've talked about that. You all have spoken about how everybody does it for clout. Now, what's the Christmas Day clout? Matching pajama pictures behind the, in the front of the Christmas tree with I the f- dog. F- they f- ain't got I no baby it. yet.
4: I hate that shit. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> but is that not it? <laughs> I thought that was a yeah, you joke. Know what I saw someone head. say that on Twitter. Dog,
0: man, I see a lot of girls that do the the Christmas picture with
2: the dog. bro. Target, Target don't have all the matching pajama sets out there. Could they not sell Come on. So and they don't I, I, I
1: did it this year. I did it this past year.
3: I'm pretty sure I've seen wood in a matching pajama. Bro, I've, I've,
1: um, I've been in wood matching I've been in matching pajama.
2: Photo shoots and shit for like the past decade, nigga. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a, a, He a did it. He did this shit when stuff it, it wasn't cool. So I'm, I'm a prison. I'm a prisoner of this shit. I all right, man.
3: So you don't think Midwest slash up north niggas I don't tough think
2: sooner? Um, I wouldn't say I that. So. I wouldn't necessarily say that because the I'm sorry. I'm not single, I'll so look. I don't have nothing to say about this shit. Go ahead.
0: Midwest niggas, from my understanding, have always been looked at as being more aggressive, and females as well. So I don't see the weather changing being like the dominant factor in changing that aggression. I feel like whatever toxic, toxic relationship they're in is just as toxic in the summer as it is on the 25th. <sighs> I I'm not I, I think I would I, I would beg to differ on the other side. I would think my southern women more likely want to take men home for Christmas and for Thanksgiving, so they're more likely to put pressure on guys to go. What are we coming to fall? Because they don't want to go to Thanksgiving and to Christmas and have to deal with that question of when you gonna be a, bring a man home. So they're forcing shit. That's why niggas get in situations where they had a girl uh uh Thanksgiving uh, dinner. Or whatever just and they just met, her, or they they really don't fuck with it like that i think that that i would actually think i'll the, the, argue that the reverse you bring up a good point so let me ask you this then like uh
3: going into homecoming what's your homecoming strategy knowing that that the wolves will be out looking for somebody to take home or to cuff
5: up
0: man so this is my ten year, as far as in uh my, my first oh, year at uh my school Whoa. uh so you got a lot of people that are, my, my, my class and my generation has just got to their political or well not political, but their career comfort or their career transition. So you got a lot of people kind of reinventing themselves. So it's going to be a lot of new energy around there. I'm just really just trying to see what the vibes are. You know, I'm going am a player safe, but I'm open to all endeavors, everything that challenges me.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like your ambition. I've always respected it. Um, so, but what's the strategy, though? Like, you're just going to just be there and just consume the vibes, if you will. You'll let the oh, game no. come to you? Right. Yeah.
0: So naturally, you know, when it comes to my offense, I like to, uh, I like to, uh, I guess, describe it as more of a patient one. I like to let the, the flow of the game come to me, so I'm more so seeing what vibes are. You know, we got, I've I'm, I'm, I'm. called off, I got the PTO already cleared, so we're looking at a Wednesday to Sunday. Ooh, oh, nice. ooh nice, nice, ooh, okay. there go. So All right, you're not letting
1: it really come to you like that if you're coming in on uh, Wednesday. We, we're going,
0: it's, it's, it's cross country,
1: it's not track. So we're
0: definitely going into that first mile very slow. We're going to start it off in top flight, which is very dangerous, but you got to pace yourself. Depending on how top flight top flight goes, Thursday is more of a uh, of a recovery day because Wednesday's a big day. A lot of people are getting in town Thursday, so you can kind of do a little bit of a recovery move and planning towards Friday, another big day. Friday and Saturday are back to back, so you always want to head you always want to uh, you know go into a doubleheader <laughs> with a good bullpen. That's a good. Know, so there, whatever Cotton. doesn't. I mean, I'm you know I'm
2: trying. I'm Didn't trying. You know, we, Friday we, 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 and Saturday are back to back. Like, They're back, what, it's a doubleheader. It's a doubleheader. What I say, when are they not like, back the to back? Be strong. So, <laughs> when are Friday and Saturday not back to back? Your strength on that
0: Thursday? That's a Friday and Saturday, the doubleheader.
2: Hey, nigga, Saturday comes after Friday. And this, this September, nigga, this year, Friday's after Saturday. so.
5: I, I know what Monday. you're
1: saying, though. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about we, the energy we, involved. Yeah, talking about Chef that's pulling that's hammy. You're leaving, so you're going to stay on Sunday. What you doing on Sunday? You just oh, no
0: no 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 no. Sunday is more of like a if you went too hard Saturday, you can you know ease out of things Sunday. It's a it's a it's a slow ease out Sunday, and you call off Monday no. if you can. That way you're not forced right back into the thick of thing.
2: If you can, that's the, I'm that's the pro I mean, move. Taking off the Monday is the mandatory pro move. That's pro. You have to yeah. yeah that's I mean definitely
0: protest. That's pro take. You yeah, um, take off pro Monday. To are you, are you
3: nothing on Sunday. Are you going into homecoming? Uh, is is anybody
0: expecting anything from you?
3: Are are are, <laughs> you, are there expect expectations?
0: Now, when you buy a movie ticket, you, you 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 know you might have an idea what the plot is, but you go into it hoping to be exp- you know surprised and excited. Okay. So right. The same thing I put on the show. So that's what the, that's what the people pay for. You know I can't give them all often. Nah, that wouldn't work all on right. Sunday. Right.
4: That's nigga Will Smith.
3: He did a little bit of genuine, same old G neck too. Uh, he did. He did. I ain't gonna say nothing. <laughs> All right, so what, what else we got to talk about?
1: Oh shit. Um. Well, oh, this is this, this is on subject. So, um. So this week, John Boyega, um, British actor known for his roles in um, in the star in the latest Star Wars movies. I I, I enjoy him. He's, he got some flack for saying very specifically that he only dates black women, which I thought was weird because I mean,
0: I I guess technically it's, 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 it's fair because if he said he only dated white women, the world would be on fire. Well, not the world, but black Twitter would be on fire. So as much as, as much as it's style or we look at it as being like, you know, kind of unbalanced um, it technically is fair which i don't think is right because we're doing a whole bunch of we gotta bitch about this now because y'all bitch about that it's getting very ticky tacky
2: it seems to confirm, because it's a preference it seems to confirm the assertion that these hoes will never be happy so so who, <laughs>
3: so who's so who do he get
2: flack from who's who's giving them I would say white women. no it's black women Black women are it giving him yes, it was black women that are giving him flack. Their point of view was nobody should have any preference. Nobody should have any preference that way, and it you shouldn't call out any particular. That's what was so fucking retarded about. That's it. crazy. That's what was so retarded I, about it because it's like, I guess why are black women mad that he singled out that he only wants to be with you? That was the retarded part of the conversation. I don't, I don't think you can say retarded. Yeah. We just said bootleg. It's like 30 minutes ago. Oh, God. Dang, just said hoes. Yeah.
3: All right, go ahead. You're on the roll. Go ahead. So, I, I mean, add- I. Address all hate I mail mean, to Wood
0: with the white voice. Yeah. I That's guess you could say it. it's messed up because I, I, I guess your only your only point, or the only point I could see is valid, is maybe we don't have to voice our preference. I guess you could just let your preference be your preference because it might be offensive. But I feel like if. if if they can have an odd, I, uh, I prefer to date any uh, a financially stable guy, a tall guy, a, a handsome guy, an ugly guy. Is that not a preference and can't the opposite be offended? If I'm ugly and you say I, I only like handsome guys and I feel like I'm ugly, do I am I not entitled to be like, that's messed up? Uh, but it,
3: that's the thing. It's not fair. So we're just dealing with hella double standards, right? So. Women can have preferences, right? A nigga got to be six foot. A nigga can't be broke. A broke nigga don't get no pussy, whatever, whatever. Niggas cannot say, I don't want a chick that's fat. It's just, here's what it is. White white people can't say, oh, I only want to date, I only date white women. Um, But a black man can say, I only want to date black, I, I only want to date black women. Like, it's just a double standard. We can do that. Um, I don't, and he's probably doing that. He probably only likes black women and he was asked does he date white women and it's not like he just volunteered and said hey y'all guess what I only date black women they asked him, ask him on the, on the yes. somebody on the breakfast club asked him did he date white women He's was like no I only date black women and then he kind of went into it then he got asked again somewhere else and I think that that's be what my answer, though. damn I
0: can get cancelled too
3: um so I think
0: I, I think that He's
3: probably doing it because women I mean, you know, you don't hear a lot of black men speaking out for black women. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean not let me, let me take that back for Will get mad at me. You don't really hear a lot of black men saying I only date black women. You know what I'm saying? So he's probably doing that, you know, just it's a good look you know just for shit maybe young young black dudes to hear that shit you know that is okay like i, I only date black women that is cool
0: and there's a big there's a big thing i see in like a black a lot of uh, women having issues with like artists only putting like fair skin or maybe um you know uh, european women in their music videos and stuff to this day so i think there is the argument of that to, to where you know, on one hand, and I'm pretty sure you, you all did uh, speak about this in a couple episodes ago about black men, um, you know, speaking out um, as advocates for black women, and it's like on one hand, we get criticized for saying we don't speak up, and then when we do take the time to speak up and speak out about it, we criticize for advocating now.
1: Yeah, I I was I was doing. A few uh, reading a few things, and it seems like it's it's just so goofy. Because then the argument I saw from a black woman was, um, if a white person said this, if a white man said I only date white women, they would call him racist. So I guess so. She, what she was basically trying to say was, what John Boyega was, was saying was racist. I don't think and, that's their fight. And I think that's just. How about how about you just take what the man said and just move forward? Like, you know, not everything needs to be scrutinized is what I gather from this. Don't tell me like, that. But but it's so important. It's so important to just say. Not everything needs to be analyzed with a fine tooth comb, man. Like we all have preferences. And I guess, you know, in, in, in hindsight, what he could have just did, like with like other Big actors in Hollywood, and as he's he's in that among those ranks, is just show your preference. Like people talk about Leonardo DiCaprio because he don't like no you don't like no oh chick he he damn near fifty, but you he, he don't pull him on like a twenty something. It, girl. Right, he just they does put it. The
0: math together, right? They put the math <laughs> together. You <laughs>
1: just see it, and it's just like I mean, I guess he could do that, but he was being more of an advocate. Right. Like I think he was like he was he was out there doing a presser for the Woman King a movie that kind of puts black women in a in a very different light in terms of they were warrior warrior um warriors and um and royalty they were like but they they were generals and they fought they fought wars together and i think he was saying that to to show a level of or communicate a level of softness like I, I I I got love for black women. I I appreciate them and their femininity and things like that to show a, a juxtaposition, if you will. That's how I took it, cause it, I it, I mean it goes in context of what he was out there kind of promoting, cause he's in the movie. But I think I think that was his aim. And I could be wrong. I could be just putting words in the, in the, nigga in the mouth. But I mean. I think it was only a positive thing. Like it was only good. It, it, it was
2: positive, but anything short of that, "Hey, Queen," shit is is gonna get scrutinized. If you don't mm. say my black queens this, and I love everything about you, the bottom, like that Derek Jackson shit, like we joke <laughs> about that shit, but that shit is real. Like that's what these motherfuckers want to hear. That's that's the only safe shit. But I
0: feel mean. like what he said was pretty it's shallow or not shallow and demeaning but shallow as a knot is that deep but pretty on the line of that i feel like it's a lose-lose situation like no matter what he said he
2: was gonna get criticized right but why but why is it a lose-lose situation because most of this black twitter well, all right, i'm about to most of the black twitter shit is black women shit like the, that's the yeah. they're the ones that are driving the criticism right Niggas don't give a fuck if he only dates black women. That ain't us. You know Half what I'm
0: saying? Of them feel the same way, You know
2: what I'm saying? So why? So why is that a thing? Like why? Why if you only like white women, you're in trouble. If you only like black women, you're in trouble. So basically, we just need to shut the fuck up and not have an opinion. That's the only thing that's going to keep us from fucking getting scrutinized.
0: Basically,
2: okay.
0: He probably supposed to just pass the ball. That is what it is, though
2: people talk about they're not in relationships but actually we're in one big gigantic relationship yeah, because that's how relationships go like let me not say nothing because I don't want to get into trouble just, he
0: just went for the next question <laughs>
2: supposed
0: to was supposed to I don't really get into you know discussing my, my, my relationship Nick to go Nick about to go Nick,
2: Nick about to go like a quarterback hey man I try to keep everything in front of me I really only right. the things that I can control you know we're moving on to St. Louis you know what I'm saying <laughs>
0: he's supposed to get that nah. you know some
2: that's all you
1: can say I like that though maybe maybe he needs a train because Russell Wilson says a whole lot of of nothing um, every time he speaks like that nigga literally and I like it I'm a fan of Russell Wilson I like like how he says nothing at all and uses millions of millions of words so you know maybe niggas need to start like following that nigga it's an art form Um, it works for him it Looks like it's a successful model. You
0: can't do that on certain shows. Cause if, the, if the interviewer is being a dickhead, then he's going to probe the question. He's not going to let you get around it. And Shalemar, he, he ain't going to let you get around that. He's going to be an asshole and get
1: deeper and deeper. Oh. Yeah, I like, you you got mind your business. Right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Russell Wilson does it so well, but like if you say enough empty <laughs> vanilla shit, like Niggas will eventually leave you alone. But, oh, man, I ain't going to get shot. out of this nigga. First off, you don't
2: want to fuck with Russell because he's going to, like, quote, like, something in the Bible, like, Psalms, like, something. He's going to shut Damn, the man. whole shit down. Well, exactly. I understand, exactly. I, I understand yeah, the question, to be, but that. Psalms 64.3 states. Between Jameis and who? who? Well, Jameis, first of all, I don't, better, I don't even care who you're about who to, to say.
0: Rather, who would you rather put up at the podium in, in a crisis situation you need to start time? Russell or Jameis? Not
3: James at no. all. Not James at all. No, because James, James is gonna James fuck is, it up. Yeah.
0: James is gonna—he's gonna inspire everybody. He's gonna to do what? He's got a lot going on, but God got To Steal? And we gonna handle it. Uh, that nigga—that
1: nigga that do not inspire me at, at all.
0: Stuff. Like, wow, crazy
4: stuff. Right. Okay, so yeah, in his like last very statement, did y'all not himself.
0: understand what he was saying when he was like, when they was like, when I he was like, "I felt what? pain." Did y'all I not get what he was doing? I
2: know I did, it was taken but... as a joke, but did you get it? I mean, yeah, but I mean, do you so listen could... to James Winston before you go to work in the morning, rather than your nigga? You fuck with <laughs> you James? What? <laughs> meditation. Yeah, you know, before he before he walk out the door in the morning, he listens to motivationals from uh from James.
5: He, Praise he, and worship. Yeah, get you that nigga eats, eats a dub. He eats a dub before he goes DMAX to work. DMX
2: prayers. If anybody that,
0: that knows, them prayers is <laughs> nice. For real? Yeah, no, seriously. I've seen your playlist. So DMX, it, it I'm so serious. He's got a prayer of 1 through about 5. And Send are, me a. Like,
1: se- I, I want I
0: that. You, it's a 30 minute playlist. I, I, I truly mm-hmm. it, like. Suggest for everybody.
1: I, I like, like the prayers. To like I ain't gonna front. Would you read you an audio book?
2: Would you read an audio book read by Jameis Winston? No. By Jameis? No.
0: Oh,
1: that nigga ain't eloquent. But, it's Um, gonna be a lot of dribbling in <laughs> that. We'll, well, I wanna, I wanna keep on moving forward about other shit that Black Twitter got um mad about. Uh. I think it's just and I don't know we get we could talk about the validity, so there was a young lady whose tweet went viral this week because she was talking about how she started a dance team at University of Southern california um, and I don't really get the mechanics of it, but it's it's styled after traditional black dance groups like uh, I think they call it the
4: major X. j setting
1: um what they like what they do at uh at Jackson State, where the the girl dances in the front, and then all the girls in the rows behind them kind of follow suit and they do the same sort of thing. It's it's big in in black colleges. It's pretty traditional for HBCU marching band dance teams. Um, so there was a big debate about this because people were upset that the young lady was taking what's considered HBCU HBCU culture. And introducing it to a PWI. And niggas is what we got into. They think piece bag. Like I I saw this. And I saw more think pieces than I expected to see. Because I just. I guess for one. Like I said. I don't understand the mechanics of it. Because I don't think USC about to be playing. No um, BNGB. Um, or any fucking um, Prince. So I, I didn't know what they was going to be dancing to. But. Um, I just don't see how that. Is a bad thing, or it could be a situation where USC is gonna usurp black culture because it's it's fucking USC. But you know, what are y'all thoughts?
3: Mm, well, you got these PW out bands fucked up now. <laughs> they definitely play in Prince now. They definitely play it like like rap is the number one genre now, right? So they're gonna play <laughs> popular music, which is gonna you know. They'll play The weekend or play some other, you know, urban, whatever the fucking Top 40 song. Um, so they'll have... I mean, you, they showed the video. So they'll have songs that they'll dance to. Um, so when I read the comments, it was a lot of like, well, it's giving. I I wanted to go to an HBCU. Uh, and then a lot of people were like, well, why didn't you just go to an HBCU? And then they were like, well, wh- here we go again, giving... Uh, white people, our culture—I uh, heard a whole a whole lot of that. Uh, so I kind of asked, you know, people what they thought about it. Uh, so I guess I, so, Chef. What did you say? How do you feel about
1: it? I think it's—I mean, I don't—I don't see the big deal. I just don't see the big deal because the big complaint was. PWIs usurping black culture and saying it's and taking it as their own. I just don't think something like that's gonna last there. Because it's USC. I just don't see like you're doing it now, it's cool. I just don't see how it's gonna last because it's a PWI. Like these things that HBCU do HBCUs have, they have their own culture and they have their own traditions. I wanna speak on Dion's um a little quotes about that, but they do have tradition and culture that <laughs> can't really be duplicated. I think it's something that's very specific. So just because I see, like we see like white fraternities and sororities step, that shit don't stick. Like it, it's a gimmick. Like, so I don't have a, it take issue with it because it's. I don't think it's something that's going to be built to last. It's, so I'm, it's whatever to me.
4: Um. Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, I don't think we necessarily have a monopoly on dancing in the stands. It's not a big deal to me from like a band standpoint. If that's what you want to do, then cool, like run it. Um, everything is not always like uh, stealing culture per se, whatever. Like I don't think this rises to that level. Maybe it's some more to the background information that I don't know, but like just in general the fact that they now have a dance line like no big deal like because those students should be able to participate whatever they see fit like no i don't see where there's any harm in doing it. like in this case we wouldn't have like uh divine nine chapters at white schools or, I don't know. Too.
5: um so I I disagree. I mean, I
3: think that if you're a person, like if you're a, a, a black woman, a man going into going to USC, that might be something that you're looking forward to now. You know what I'm saying? So that might be the inaugural line. Just like, you know, they had modern troops and at Fan youth, I might be like, oh, I don't think that shit's going to stick. But then, like, this shit will just take off. So I don't think – I think it is very sustainable just because <clears> – <throat> That might be the 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 piece that they feel the most comfortable in, uh, you know, a white institution. But I'm, I'm kind of with basically what uh, five thousand said. Um, like, if there's no monopoly on it, you know what I'm saying? If that's where she, that's what she wants to do, she wants to feel good. That I mean, that makes her feel good, and you know do whatever the fuck she wants to do on the stand, you can start whatever group you fucking want to. Like, it's a free fucking country. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, uh, let motherfuckers flourish. Like, in the whole, like, you should have gone to HBCU. A lot of motherfuckers go to where they get a scholarship. You know what I'm saying? So, it might be one of those, like, I got a scholarship to USC. I didn't get one from Howard or Hampton or whatever the fuck, in you know, Coppin State. So, I went to where they gave me money or I had to stay close to home or you know what I'm saying? Whatever reason why you went to your school is the reason why you went to your school. You know what I'm saying? So that's not fair to kinda of put that on them that like, oh no, you because you didn't go to HBCU, you can't fucking do a fucking majorette two step in the fucking stand,
5: so yeah. It's a little ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean I think in general the whole debate on black culture being taken. I don't know. I think that ship sailed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if you think about it, like we said, rap is the number one genre of music. Um, black culture is culture. I mean, there's nothing that we've done necessarily to, to put a patent on things or lock things down or make things so specific to us that other people won't use it uh, to their advantage um so i'm not gonna i mean i'm not gonna draw the line now at this that's that's i just think that's kind of goofy how you feel about white white people
3: and and uh how you feel about white caps um talk about your organization and general i mean specifically
1: um i i was i'm i'm against it <laughs> He's politely
2: racist. I'm gonna be racist on this one. and say I don't, I don't fall with it, but okay.
1: I mean, I'm against it. Um, just understanding the purpose, like the story behind it all. So it's like I, I feel like this is nothing wrong with having that type of exclusivity.
2: So, um, so, so, so. here. He, here's here's the 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 crazy part about it right so we have of course issues with racism and we don't fuck with racism because we're constantly the ones that are being racist against But we can't overcome racism if we don't share in culture like we can't just hoard all of our culture be segregated we want to have our own spot over here and stay the fuck away from us and expect people to understand and feel where we're coming from and then ultimately end racism. Like you're, I crazy. literally
1: just said that everybody is, is taking things from our culture and they and, and, and
2: But they always have, though. I mean, that's... Black people are culture creators. That's what the fuck we do. We create culture and then we spread that shit throughout whatever in close proximity to us. That yeah. happens in the United States, that happens in Europe, that yeah. happens in Africa. That's just who the fuck we are. At no point in time in our entire life cycle or whatever the fuck it is, our entire history, are we ever going to stop creating culture? So we need to to get out of this mindset that it's our culture and our culture alone when you got to share in the fucking culture. And us sharing in the culture, it wins more hearts and minds. It's like, damn, I understand that. I understand my neighbor a little different. The same way that even though we don't fuck a white culture like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, there are motherfuckers who say, I hate country and western music, and they've never heard a country and western music song in their life, right? You need to share in other people's culture as well, and that helps you understand them, and that helps break down barriers and, you know, starts to dissolve racism. I don't fuck with culture exclusivity because, to me, it doesn't make any fucking sense because none of us own this shit. Nobody has license on majorette dancing, HBCU marching bands fucking all the sodas at the soda shit Like, nothing. You know what I'm saying? We don't own none of this shit, so I don't see the value in that sort of cultural
4: exclusivity. Definitely. I, I,
0: I, it's funny that you bring up the fraternity in it, because my point was going to be, uh, I think, ironically, um, we're all in a fraternity that was formed on a PWI because of not having a place for um african american males so I, I i thought that was a good point or a great point that five thousand and j Joe brought up about maybe them ha- maybe them even bringing that culture over there because they needed a place to feel comfortable and feel that type of uh in uh that that type of just fulfillment in that avenue so I think it's 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 messed up because I guess what Black people are asking is to be able to take our stuff with us, and like you were saying, would be able to kind of take it to the PWIs, but don't join it. Like, so you know, like let us let us have ours, and let us be equal, but don't explore to want to be a part of it. Which I really struggle to know if that is something we we are being egregious for asking or not. Because in some way, I do feel like, I mean, if we feel like we've always been in the lesser end of the stick and we are asking for just the opportunity to to be in ours, is that too much to say we want ours but leave us alone?
2: Um, I mean, I think it's fair. Um, I think it's fair to ask that, especially given our point of view on the world based on the way the world interacts with us. But looking at the way, our ultimate goals, right, our ultimate goals as a people and as a country are in direct conflict with the way that we want to interact with the country. You know what I'm saying? We effectively want to be isolated. We want to be our own nation within the nation. But we also want the nation to accept us at the same time. All right. That's, that's a little bit, The strategies are in conflict. Right. Like, I want you to fuck with me, but I don't want you to come around me. You know what I'm saying?
0: But is it I want you to fuck with me or I want you to stop fucking with me?
2: They're they're both they're, Yeah. Well I mean they're
0: I mean That's the part where I think it's the argument. It's not that I want you to to, to, to invite me in. I just don't want you to bust my window.
2: Dude. Yeah, well, I mean the thing about it is the way the countries work is somebody's windows are gonna get bust. I mean right. that's that's Somebody the way the, the that's the way that the system works. And it, it's what people do at the fucking job all the time. It's like they wanna quiet quit and they wanna be like, I don't fuck with none of these niggas, I'm just here to get my checks so on and so forth. But when they treat somebody like shit and they give somebody the shit job, guess who they're going to give the shit job to? The person who doesn't come around, the person who doesn't network, the person that comes in the meetings late and never talks to anybody because you decided not to be a part of the program. You know what I'm saying? That's just natural human nature to do so. You know what I'm saying? So we can take our ball and go home because of the way that they've treated us all this time. And that's fine. If we're going to be separate but equal, fine. Let's run with separate but equal. But, the but there are consequences associated with that strategy. You can't be like, oh, well, why y'all don't fuck with me? Because you don't fuck with us. But we the ones that got the police. So, I mean, it is it is what it is.
0: <laughs> but you feel, do you feel like all races fuck with each other and that's where they advance? Do you not feel like there's another race that's isolated and was able to advance? So is it is it not too tall of an
2: ass? Asia, Asians have been isolated. That's and, what I was going to yeah, bring Asians
0: up. Have. Asians don't really fuck with other people and they, they're fine. Mm-hmm. So, I think, I mean, it's not impossible. Maybe they ours, fuck with each other real hard. And they they yeah, fuck with the each other.
2: The Asian dollar definitely circulates longer in their community right. than it does on ours. Right. The they they fuck with each other and they don't give a fuck how them crackers feel about them because, effectively, right. one, right. we don't have to worry about that. Why? Because black people exist. They're not going to fuck right. with us like that. We got right. niggas right here that's going to take the L. You know what I'm That's what I'm about to say they haven't they haven't had
3: a yeah. a, a war waged waged against it them like black life. like black people have yeah. so they can like exactly. like what's well, it said you know what I'm saying they when well, they got over here like their what what white supremacy did was the made them
0: lifted on them
4: and it's
3: still yeah yeah they they were the good minority. Right. So they were still able to get loans from banks and shit like that. Like they were the good minority, minority. that of the right, and we were the bad. you know what I'm saying? Like their stereotypes like smart and blah, blah 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 blah. Where ours were like dangerous and you know what I'm saying, sex craze and all that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So black people have had to overcome so fucking much. Like in every facet of life. You know what I'm saying, like healthcare, food, nigga. Where the fuck you live? Where the fuck you go to school, nigga? The water you fucking drink. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we just have had to overcome it because the we have been in the fucking crosshairs of fucking white supremacy. But and that's, you know, but I mean, again, not to you know say that that's an excuse. Um, but we still, you know, we we still have to make progress, you know what I'm yeah. saying, which I feel like we have progressed uh shit since I was in fucking high school, you know what I'm saying, till today. This is all progression. So,
2: got to start understanding what, what and where do we want the progression to have which direction do we want the progression to go? I mean, do we want to progress in a more assimilated fashion where we're more accepted as a whole in the nation? You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, let's work on our relations with other races, whether that's brown. Brown is really where we should be making a lot of inroads, you know what I'm saying? Or whether that's in Asian communities Jewish communities or white communities, right, or should we progress more within our own communities like let's stop killing each other you know what I'm saying like is that the better strategy? you know what I'm saying like African okay, I, I, th- I think I think yeah. you need a little a, a little, little, little bit of
3: assimilation, but not too much like I think again we we're in the generation of learning, right yeah. so where our parents didn't know about let's try to own some shit. They were just like, I'm just trying to put, I'm, I'm going to go to work and get the best job I can so I can get out the hood and
4: send my kids out. to, to
3: yeah, go to college. Back. You know what I'm saying? Like, they wouldn't think, ownership wasn't one the thing. So once black people, and this is what motherfuckers are talking about now, It's are just like, hey, we need to start owning our shit. You know what I'm saying? And ref- in fucking, um, when the temptation comes to sell for a lump sum, because that's what always happens. You know what I'm saying? I eat the fucking verses. and nobody's saying that they shouldn't sell because business is a business there to make as much money as you can. But that happens in all types of, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, who who owns BT now? Who knows? But anyway, right. so it's just like, we have to resist the temptation and, really think about like, all right, what are, what are we owning? What can what can we do by ourselves? How can we be self sufficient? But it I mean, we're just learning how to do that now. So
2: and, probably and y'all's also, kids will probably yeah. But I also be think more the, advanced than we will be. I also think one of the difficulties that we're realizing now is typically the the model has always been do we or do we not assimilate to the nation, right? We never thought of a use case that we have now where black culture is pop culture and the nation is now assimilating to us. Because a lot of white kids are looking more and more like black kids. A lot of, there are a lot more uh, interracial, biracial kids now. You know what I'm saying? Like the nation is more and more assimilating to us. And like in this instance, it may not be, we're thinking of it as a are, are Is somebody leaving an HBCU to go and provide culture to a PWI? Or is the PWI becoming closer to an HBCU? You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, a lot of PWIs are becoming closer and closer to HBCUs. They're having joint programs and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying, to bring that sort of culture and those sort of students onto the PWI campus. It can be looked at as the PWIs and culture as a, as a whole coming closer to us, assimilating closer to us,
1: as opposed to the reverse. Yeah, yeah, but that's I, a good point. That's a good point, but then I see but the same language in terms of HBCUs being deemed inferior, that never left. That's still a thing. I mean, Do you think it's an underhanded plot, plot with it? No, I think what it is, it, I don't think it's a plot or anything. I think it's because it's not it's not coming from black children. I mean, from white kids. It's coming from black kids. Right. It's coming from our own people like we're our own worst enemy in this sense and and I think they I think their thought is I want I want the HBCU experience but I don't want to deal with all, all them niggas so it's like mm-hmm. they're like I don't want to deal with the bullshit but I, I still want to have the sweet experience like maybe I'll also join a sorority but the bullshit you know is the- I don't
3: I don't even think it's they they're scared of the bullshit I think it's more so I don't think it's fear. I think it's like they they just
1: they find nah. it unattractive.
3: I don't it's, think it's they you. find it unattractive. I think that some parts of the country HBCUs are looked at as inferior. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you went to like a white high school and all your friends are going to Stanford or whatever the fuck, motherfucker, the fuck, and you saying, well, I want to go to Spelman. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it yeah. doesn't get the same yeah. type of whatever reverence um as of right now you know what i'm saying again that's something with time hopefully it's changing you know what but i'm I feel saying
0: different i feel different because when i was going to school and i came from I, I most of my friends went to big 10 schools so and that's me being coming out of high school in 2012 in chicago so i feel like the culture was definitely there and i knew what i was getting myself into when i signed up for hbcu so i feel like the knowledge is definitely there it's more so a want for it like it's kind of more so what what chef is saying like in my opinion because i feel like it's more people that was talking shit when i said i wanted to go to fam than more so saying like you know oh I i don't have the opportunity or nothing like that they knew what fam was but they looked down at fam so it was like a, I knew what, like I knew the legacy that fam had for black people. And it was going around white, like, and I, I went to school in, in the, the Chicago public school system, which is dominantly black, but I was in Chicago. We was around white people. We was around the Northwesterns, so the University of Chicago, the so University of Illinois, all of them schools. There ain't no HBCUs up there except for Chicago State University, which I think is oddly an HBCU. But it, I, I wasn't around HBCUs, so I didn't, I didn't see the culture firsthand. I knew about it through knowledge and through legacy. So if you're black and you know about HBCU, it's because you either saw a different world, you got a cousin or a grandmother went to an HBCU, or you follow it. But you follow it and you
1: see everything with it. You, so you know what's going on. I had the same issue. So even growing up in Indiana, when I was like, I got scholarships to go to Northwestern, IU, and um, school in small school in St. Louis, and I was like, you know, um, I'm gonna go to fam. They gave me money too, and like even like like the, our home school counselor, like our guidance counselor like for the black folks they call them home school counselors. We had our we, that's how segregated we were, but the black guidance counselor was like, and he was he was a cowboy, he was a brother. He was like he's like you really gonna go to the fam? I mean I know your mama and daddy went there, but I use a much better school, and I was like, <laughs> "What nigga?" I was like, "You're not help. You're not providing good guidance at all." But you know, that's what I, that's the type of shit I was hearing. You know, what I'm saying was like, "Nigga, you like one of the top students um, at the school and all this shit." And like, you you gonna go to fam? Like, I'm like, so I. That's all I heard. It wasn't. It wasn't like nothing positive, positive. and even like one of my closest friends at the time, he was like, he made he always would crack jokes. He like he ended up going to Purdue. He was like. Like, man, my, my my white HBCU is 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 much better than your black HBCU. I was like, nigga. So like that's the type of shit I was hearing. So niggas really be their our own worst enemies in that sense, like in terms of the inferiority shit. Like if you grew up in Florida, if you grew up in the south and you were exposed to that, and that's kind of like a part of your part of your everyday life. It's a completely different perspective. But if you go uh, out west or you go up north. Like it's a lot of hating ass niggas that'd be like, what the fuck you doing? Like they think the white man's um, water is colder or some, or some shit. Mm-hmm. But, but it is what it is. I just feel like, but I feel like you still want to have that experience. So what you do is you manufacture that experience at a, at a white school, and then mm-hmm. um. But like I said, I don't think it's the type of shit that's that that lasts. Like that's a that's the, I, I don't know. I mean, I know it's not on the docket, but that's why that's the issue I take with with Deion Sanders is because he's, he's been shitting on HBCU culture and tradition um, lately. And it's like, I understand he wants the best for Jackson. What, State, it, what, it, what did he, what did he, how did he shit on HBCU? tradition? So I know. So he was, he played in this past week. He played, um, Grambling, played Grambling. So at the, at the, I think at halftime, I think they were, they were, the game was pretty close. Like Grambling scored a few touchdowns, and the game was close. At halftime, he was talking about how he told his players they were playing like a HBCU, which was meant meant to be like you know insulting. They were supposed to be feel insulted, and it worked. They scored forty five points in the second half. They beat Grambling like sixty six to twenty four. Beat the shit out of them. I, that I was, like it though. I, I love it. I I I like it. Because of it was motivating in that you're you're he he he's this is because the perspective was HBC football is bad football it's it's low quality inferior football but that could translate to anything
0: else. Well, it he's he's helping to fight it though, Chef. Like and that's the thing. I feel like if it was anybody else, I'd be like, you can't say that. But for him. He's he's more so griping because he's putting his money where his mouth is and his time and his effort. And he's also exposing a lot of crap that's going on in the HBCU that we, like you said, are doing to ourselves. So he's more so pointing. The fact is the whole brand of HBCU needs to be not so much destroyed, but in the disrespect of football terms, it needs to be thrown away. We're a football team. So he's saying don't throw yourself in that because when you throw yourself in that HBCU bag, then you deal with all this crap. We're bigger than that. We're better than that. And I feel like he, out of all people, can say that because he the one that's exposing all the crap. He the one that's pulling up the books and showing how we not getting paid enough and how the rest of these schools are pimping the HBCU bag. So it's like he he exposing and he throwing it in their face. Yeah,
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that part. But my issue is... I feel like that type of language and rhetoric, he's, he's, he's eventually going to pull Jackson State out of the sweat, and they're going to do their own independent thing. I think that's what's going to happen next, where they'll go to, like, where's, like, Ohio – What? where did uh, – Ohio Valley Conference, obviously. Yeah, like – yeah, like, 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 did. Basically, did like, what – be more competitive for them?
0: So, yeah, so, yeah,
4: mean, so, yeah, so what's wrong with that? Ball, yeah.
0: what, what's wrong with that? Yeah. If the MEAC and the SWAC ain't going to come together and create a then big go, HBCU yeah. conference, then we need, we need right. to be where the money is.
2: Why is there a goal? Why is there a goal institutionally or traditionally for HBCU football teams to be mediocre? Why is that a part of tradition?
1: I don't think that's the tradition part, but I'm no, saying... No, it, like, it is. It is.
2: I'm, I'm telling you right now. You, HBCUs are full of pure academics that want... When they say fam you. They do not want the FAMU-Rattler football team to be on the masthead for what FAMU stands for. They want, when people think of FAMU, they want it to be SBI, School of Pharmacy, School of Nursing, and the marching fucking 100. That's it. I don't want no fucking blue-chip football team coming here and tearing all of that shit down. And that's actually the same thing that happened with the white schools. The white schools were like, I don't want football to take over. I want to be the agricultural school that I am, or the literature school that I am. And then football came and take over. Black, black institutions are scared of the same exact thing. But come to tell you right now, if Bam U's football team were to end up being in North Dakota State or some sort of ranked team nationally, the Marching One Hundred is an afterthought at that point. Football will completely take over with the identity of Florida. In it. I just had this argument with
0: some. I got so thankfully, and I'm blessed to be uh, part of an alumni in my family of like over like 15 families. And it was a conversation amongst all the males. Some of them were, worked for uh, athletic departments at past universities and FAMU, some of them marched 100. And they had the argument about which one was bigger the band or the 100. And it was an argument on both sides because when you think of FAMU, when you think of all of our national, I guess, uh, accolades, they come from the 100, not the football team. But the football team, because when it came, the, the argument was about, you know, the band was re- recently griping about, you know, a lot of the conditions that they're under when they're traveling as well. And they were going, you know, well, who needs to get the upper hand when they're traveling? Who's bringing in the money? So it's like, okay, well, they're playing against the football team. Don't nobody come to see the band. But the problem is everything that you know about you when you see it on TV is because of the band, not the football team. You said the band or the 100.
3: You end up the, yeah. the football team the 100 or the 100? 100, sorry. Yes, uh, yeah, I thought
2: you were talking about some deep, like, shit, pledging no, no, shit I'm that I didn't all all know all about. about. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> I have the no, capital no, no, of the no,
0: Nukes no, <laughs> <think it's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> 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 Nah, but it, the, the argument to clarify because I don't know when I said it specifically. To clarify the argument, between who brings in more money, the football team
1: or the marching one hundred? You
0: know,
1: that's a good question. To be
4: better. better together.
1: I mean, I think you need the, the the football team to have a marching band. Yeah,
2: nobody nobody's gonna go to the stadium just to see the band. We don't need a football stadium to see the band. But I the will band.
0: say, I argued I was on the yard the year after Robert Champion incident
2: with No One Hundred.
0: I saw what life was like with No One Hundred. That 100. yeah, no,
2: no, the, no, no. The hundred is church. very much the, the one hundred is very much the identity of Florida. Like that, they're is, the ambassadors. Of the yeah, university. they're the ambassadors of the school. But still, there's a chicken in the egg sort of situation where we need the football team too. And I think the institution, yeah. because of the identity of the 100 and what it means to FAMU, have chosen. I think they've been chosen, the 100-order football team. I don't even think that's a choice that was ever made, right? I think that's been a dead discussion. But I think that they just institutionally don't give a fuck about either one. And they're not going <laughs> to they, dedicate, they, they dedicate the resources to turn either one of them into what's next, right? Because the 100 is what it is. Like, what's the next level for the 100? Like, they can't. Go up another level, right? What's the level after? I mean, they can get
0: better facilities. They can get better, you know, per diem. No, they but I'm saying, I'm saying to, to what end? To
2: what end? They
4: got like a raw-ass practice field or something, didn't they? Like, yeah, okay. they
0: right. that, that, that yeah, but practice I think field is pretty awesome. This. Right, but to yeah, what, I what end? Still, they still don't have enough adequate supplies when it comes to them summer practices and stuff like that with, with refreshments right. and stuff like that. I think you still got coaches and stuff like that doing fundraising to get water. That's right. ridiculous.
2: But to what end, right? Like, the March of 100 can't go to a tier above what they're currently at. They're the baddest band in the fucking land, right? But like, they can at least have water. No, absolutely they can. But from an investment standpoint, <clears throat> it's probably better Davis to invest in the football Ray. team. Because the football team has multiple tiers that it can go above where it is now to bring in more revenue for the school.
0: I mean, I guess if we Jackson State, and we can have this argument. But damn, are we really griping about who get a bottle of water?
2: Uh, you need to go talk to the old people in
1: Tallahassee. <laughs> yeah. 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 They, the, the motherfuckers stingy as hell. So, and Wood, you're right. I mean, I guess if you put it in that lens, as far as like black schools are folk want to focus more on academics, they don't see the benefits of having a, a solid athletic program that could bring in money. Jackson state has done it. They're doing it right now. They fill out that stadium every week, every time they play. And they have capacity of sixty thousand people. Fam, they you could do, do it. Fam, you can do they it if they wanted it. to. It's not hard. They, could. they De- could.
2: And Dion's laid out a beautiful blueprint, and he'll probably help you hire the motherfuckers too. We just don't want to do it. That's not what. That's not who or what we want to be. At least not at this time. But let me tell you I one motherfucking thing, though. Let me tell you one motherfucking thing. Now we got Jackson State, but don't let TSU turn into a Jackson State. Grambling turned into a fucking Jackson State mm-hmm. and another HBCU turned into a Jackson State and they start getting the fucking enrollment and everybody wants to go to those schools over Florida and them. Then you got a motherfucking problem. And that, then you know all you got that's is like they're missing. Right. Then you got all you got is
0: Florida. Let, you know let you
2: Bethune Florida Cookman tight. figure this shit out. No, they ain't, ain't
1: gonna figure it out.
0: But what? I'm just saying, I'm just
1: saying.
0: Rick Ross had a little shirt on today. It's a, it's a couple people that's riding for them on the low. Yeah. That will be it crazy. Is. The problem is you got you got our own people in position that's got this good old boys club, and they just been passing money against against the other. You got a lot of embezzling, you got a lot of infringement, you got a lot of misappropriation of funds in all of these departments, and that's why the advancement of our programs won't go nowhere because too many people are getting paid on the side. Like we talking about, who gonna get a bottle of water? why everybody else getting yachts and, and, and spending money when they go to Miami. They going crazy. You know The, the suite is crazy. Yeah, the suite is crazy. <laughs> that, nigga Larry, crazy
1: right? that nigga Larry got an entourage. Me and Wood go on, <laughs> on the um elevator with, the, with that nigga. That nigga had a full-on entourage of photographers. Who is Larry? Larry yeah. Robinson, the coach of yeah. the, I mean coach. The coach, the coach <laughs> of the, the had, coach like like You have a
3: worldwide... Podcast, man, we're very famu centric chief. right now. I'm just the saying. president. The, the president of the university.
1: God. That nigga had a full ass team. I was like, that nigga had a glam squad. That nigga was living good. I was right. like, shit, crazy. But yeah, man, we getting too fan Um, we have gotta close this shit out, man. One last thing. So this is interesting. Again, that was something that was posted in our group chat about niggas and friends. Apparently,
3: niggers and
4: friends.
1: Apparently, there was a study done that said one out of five single men say they have no close male friendships.
4: I mean, so can we one up? out of
1: five. Yeah, yes. it's like, I think there's like five of us
3: right here, right? Um, um, you didn't do that topic any justice.
4: Uh, sort of thing. Say it's more. more.
3: Um, says that, uh, since 1990, the amount of men who report having at least six close friends has decreased by half. Uh, so it says some experts attribute the statistic to increased male isolation. The advent of the internet based micro communities allows young men with social anxieties to forego creating real life friendships in exchange for virtual ones. As of January 2022 men made up of made up 63.8% of reddit users which we all <laughs> love a good yeah. reddit porn um, but it's not just the internet. men are trained to suppress their emotions abo- and avoid vulnerability from a young age. Because of this men are less likely than women to ask their friends for emotional support. You already know that shit. Uh, Men are also less likely to tell their friends they love them. Perhaps this is why men don't feel close with their friends. Uh, Without an outlet for emotional expression, men are more likely to develop violent or suicidal thoughts. Globally, men are two times more likely than women to die from suicide. Um, One study found that young men who strongly support harmful masculine norms are more likely to suffer from suicidal thoughts. Uh, That means... Uh, harmful norms include self-sufficiency acting tough physical attractiveness rigid masculine gender roles heterosexuality and homophobia hypersexuality aggression and control
2: yeah,
3: um That's a lot of shit man. It's, it, but so, it's, it's horse mean, shit
2: though it's horse shit. Uh, I don't know if I agree with all of that horse <laughs> shit I hate
3: everything.
2: It's fucking no, no, I don't necessarily agree with all that either. But go ahead. Suicides are up for fucking everybody. Young girls' suicide is fucking up because Instagram tells them they're fucking ugly every day. You know what I'm Damn. saying? Like,
5: but, suicide um, is just, I up.
2: Think- That's just the nature of fucking the internet. Like, people are fucking alone. People are getting bad perceptions of their fucking bodies and they're offing them fucking selves. There's nothing to do with single. There's nothing to do with being a fucking man. And lastly, half the shit he fucking said was shit that we don't fucking know. Look, man men are not women we are not the emotional gender like why do people keep fucking coming up with these fucking studies saying you know men are less emotional than women yeah no fucking shit like go to work and go home right we're two different fucking people we don't ask for fucking help we, we deal with the fucking shit we turn the fucking substance abuse or we fucking off ourselves it, it is what the fuck
1: it is <laughs> But it was like that, like, back in the G2. It was yes, like that. it's like, always but, uh, been this way. And, and I feel like Listen.
0: you have, homies, You got your brother. No, nah, man. It, it, it may it, not it, be men. It ain't no girl club. It's nah,
3: always got, been this you way. You got your core it's, group. Man, it's it's different, man. Like, I see what they're saying. And what remember I said you was going to get serious about a topic. We were just going to have fun. Like, you can't go first. <laughs> like, nigga, you take you suck the fun out of all of all of this. <laughs> but, nah, man, like, I I get the whole – and. And I was actually having a discussion. It was an African nigga today. Uh, just, was talking about like um, Nigerian boys, man. They don't, they do not like to talk to the girls, right? That was my African accent. Yeah. Um, it's racist. And I was like, it, it's. I said, it's not just that. It's just I think the younger generation are used to talking via social media and on their phones, and like the human interaction is just down. So when they do get in front of actual girls, they don't know what the fuck to say. They can't verbally send an emoji or a meme or, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it is what it is. But back in the day, I, like, man, after fucking church, oh, I have to say after fucking church, after church and shit on Sundays, man, or some Saturdays, we'd have fucking go with a partners' house and play basketball or play video games at somebody's house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you'd, you'd have I definitely
0: that. Feel like I was the last to go Right. Back.
3: Like, We'd go to people's house to play the video games. Like, niggas used to have, like, sleepovers and fucking eat fucking pizza rolls and shit like that. I don't know if that still goes down like that with your homies. I remember, yeah, like, snow days. Nigga, we just fucking uh get a sled, nigga, and find the tallest fucking hill, nigga, because we ain't had shit else to do. Yep. Now you have shit else to do. Now you have Netflix. Now you have fucking a million different shows. Now you got Instagram. Now you doing fucking tiktoks
0: and shit so you know, but i will I say can though i understand that a Look lot on. of them that play video games like you know that are, are on these social medias and are at home they're networking with each other so the camaraderie is still there like i know a lot of people and i don't know if you all play videos like but if i get on right now some of my closest friends are on right now playing video yeah. games on chat and they may not be playing the same game they're just sitting there in the chat talking so they're communicating so although they may and i definitely agree like their generations aren't going outside but they're not always just isolated being in the house they're communicating on these social media networks with each other so they're just they're in these metaverses with each other they're not by themselves like they may be for five ten minutes to do their business but then they hopping back into these networks look at us we're all at home, but we're in this, we've been talking, you all been talking, I'm pretty sure over three, four hours, with each other in a group of, it's four of us, or whatever, or five of us in here now, but it's been four of you all. So, it, even though you all have probably haven't seen each other or anyone outside your your family and your coworkers workers all day, you've been in communication with your, your social group.
3: But we also have, damn, they lived together at one point, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, you got niggas who are roommates, you got niggas who yeah. together, so you have niggas who have built that bond. So if we do go away, then it's not right. that hard to get it's back. Right, like I shit. can still say, "Oh, nigga, this is my close friend," because nigga, we've been in the trenches. This nigga has done X, Y, and Z for me. Now, a lot of it seems like a lot of friendships are built like, "Oh man, oh." Kind of like work friends, you know what I'm saying? Like,
0: on the, right, on genuine, right? Then I you can't be like that, right? right. You can't
3: be like this is my close friend. Like you got friends at work, you got friends at you know again church. You have those type friends, but you wouldn't be a considered a close friend. And if you don't have like if you playing two two K every Saturday with your partner, as opposed. To actually going outside and playing basketball, uh, you know, mm-hmm. 30. You ain't gonna
0: meet new people,
3: right? And, new and those, what right? Is. So, and then say, say one of your close friends gets fucking married or has fucking kids. You know what I'm saying? Right. So now, like you said, we're not even meet. I'm not even meeting no new people because I'm chilling at the crib. So, I'm. Sure it has some validity to it. I mean, I get the whole suicide. I mean, all social interaction is. I mean, all real. Face to face interaction is down just because of fucking social media. But
0: well, wouldn't women be going through the same thing? As That's what I was saying. Wouldn't they have to do they the are. same thing. They
3: right?
4: They're
2: going through the they exact same thing. Very, they but gotta,
3: they also, but they also like Wood said, they also have other things that they do that men don't do. So they tell each other they love them. They, you know, Wood put on his short set you know, I can't be like, oh, nigga, you feeling that out. You know what I'm saying? Like, girls yes. would be like,
2: yes, oh, bitch. damn,
3: look at my boo. Look at babe. Look at my baby mama. Look, You know what I'm saying? I can't be like, look well, at my baby daddy.
0: I beg I the difference because men don't interact with guys that they not close with. Guys don't really like, you're not going to see nobody just chatting with somebody they casual with like that on a on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. You're usually chatting with your guys that you close with. So if you're close with them, then most of these guys you are. Like, you made that joke. But you probably have said a hey, Wood. That's a nice set, and it might have been a joke, but you genuinely meant it. Nice and you could set. say it. Pause. <laughs> Pause. No, but no, but I mean,
3: so I don't. I, I, you know, I'll, I, I say shit to niggas on social media because it should be funny. But I'm saying a lot of niggas don't like. Again, we have this camaraderie, so we feel comfortable doing it. A lot of niggas are really hyper-masculine and just. Or just don't have good communication. Like nigga, we talk look at us fucking talking for fucking three hours and shit about nothing. But other niggas don't do this. So they're not used to communicating or telling they homeboy like how they feel. I said this on the podcast. One of my tightest homeboys, when I was going through uh my separation okay. and my divorce, like the nigga the nigga was feeling away and it took fucking like a year for him to like get it off his chest and like just some niggas are just different and i think that women some women just maybe can communicate feelings better so they feel closer to each other you know what i'm
1: saying and they tend to talk to their home girls like every other day
4: yes. like
1: they, they'll actually have a conversation on the phone and shit you ever try to call wood
2: yeah, I mean, worst mistake yeah, you've ever made in your don't life.
1: Don't call me. I'm not gonna do that. Text, but I don't text really me. Text me that you want to talk
2: to me. I'll talk to you. But you I just need to. I just. I need. To. So, and you gotta keep it like concise. Yeah. What do you want? Like, all you right. You gotta send a cover letter, nigga. Yeah. Also, and it should get be notarized. But I think we have a different way of dealing. I, like everybody has seen the tweet that I don't want no niggas in my circle that's not helping me build businesses and make more money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah. And it's like. Yeah, and it's bullshit. It's wild because, I mean, I got plenty of niggas that I love in my life that don't do nothing for me financially, and that's okay. I'm totally fine with that. They provide other value in my life, and hopefully I'm providing value for them. But there's very much attitude of me, you know what I'm saying, in this space now. And you're not going to meet a lot of people and be friends with a lot of people if the only thing that you expect out of them is some sort of financial gain. And a lot of people have that attitude. And it's hard to go into that, you know, what is that, that quid pro quo sort of situation and build new relationships man like that's that's a horrible way to build relationships like oh this nigga don't have no business he's not making the same amount of money as me he can't help my business grow fuck this nigga you know that's most of us most of our close partners like they don't financially they don't do nothing for us on a day-to-day and honestly i like it that way i don't want to go into business with you because if i go into business with you probably i'm going to end up hating you because you're going to do something that i don't like you know what I'm saying? We're probably not going to be good business partners that way because I know how I am, and I know how a lot of my friends are. And I, I, it, it's best to be friends. You know what I'm saying? I think the best friends are the ones that are not business partners because them are the ones that's going to tell you what the fuck the real is, what the deal is, and then going on the back to wherever the fuck they came from and be like, all right, man, holiday. the ain't your you, friend. All right. Yeah, you know.
1: And I, and I think that's what's missing from that 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 post. So, like they don't really dwell on the root cause of it or what value like genuine relationships have. I don't think people need to have X amount of close friends. You had people had the the close friends probably got halved because the way we interact is a lot a lot different. It's a lot more detached. So that's that's the big difference. But maybe genuine friendships work in a way like similar to what resident young nigga said where you have like you know, we're gonna play video games once a week and we'll, we'll all catch up then like I mean we have group chats where we know what's going on pretty much with everybody at a pretty high level I can tell like one of my close friends he was going through some shit I could tell he wasn't straight so I called him I mean it's just from the group chat just how, just how he, the shit he was saying I'm like oh no this nigga ain't straight let me check and see if this nigga straight so I think if you know your people and if, if you fostered, like, real genuine relationships, none of this shit really applies. Like I I have more close friends than I, I thought I as a nigga who grew up with not a lot of friends. Like, I grew up, I have a lot more close friends than I ever thought I would have. But that's also work that I've done. And I'm also, maybe it's the type of personality you have. You also have to look within. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you the type of nigga that people fuck with? <laughs> like, and if you're not like that's that's, that's some more shit you, you need to work on that's, that's yeah. more some shit about you like you know what I'm saying like I've never like had issues making friends or maintaining good relationships maybe because I'm just alright to deal with you know what I'm saying so you have to like examine yourself and think about how your interactions are and things of that nature because that might add to the sadness more than anything you know what I'm saying yeah I get it But, uh, uh, you don't have to take my word for it. But Boom. Boom. You rock with us this
2: far on the podcast. Obviously you like something. Go ahead, visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love, show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart, but the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now, for the With All Due Respects. All right, Seth, whenever you're ready, good brothers.
0: All right, guys. With all due respect, um, today I experienced something at work. And I think my my gripe or my overall message, I'll say it in the beginning, is when, when people express... Um, the the uh, inquiry for help. Don't bash them for helping, especially when we always say people don't ask for help. So in scenario, um, I was I was given a new project today, and um, we got like a tech team that's supposed to help us with uh, with um, some of the issues that we have. So um, I went to my tech team today because I hadn't had any uh, training as far as in the transition with it. So I went to them and, um, you know, in prep, and I was like, hey, you have any pro tips for the project that I'm about to start? Because I've never been on this project before. My training was on a completely different format. They go, nah, you're good. Okay, cool. Immediately once I start the program, I have issues. I go to him, go to him for help. Um, Tech comes over, he comes to help, and um, he initially goes, you know, I asked once, say, "Hey, so I don't have to keep asking you again. How do you solve this problem going forward?" He goes, "You don't know how to solve this problem." I go, "No, I do not." So, "Well, didn't you uh, go through training?" I go, "I trained on a different program, as I told you 30 minutes ago. I've been trained on this program, that's why I came to you for help. I'm asking for help right now." And he goes, "Oh, well." aren't all the uh, programs the same? And I go, no, we can go to the other program and look at it right now, and it'll show that it's not the same. He goes, oh, you're right. He goes, well, I guess that makes sense. Oh, no, I'm sorry, he goes, um, he goes uh, so you sure you don't know this? And I go, sir, if I knew it, I wouldn't be asking it. And he stopped and look. looked, he goes, you're right. And he was like, now that I think about it, I've never seen you work on another project. I go, right, like I tried to tell you an hour ago. So then he goes to help, and he seen you. He, he continues to go. Yeah, man. Now that I think about, I really haven't seen you over here before. Yes, I do. So I say that all until say At the end, when someone comes to you for help, just help them. Because at the end of the day, I had to tell them, if I knew the answer to the to the question, I wouldn't have asked you. I'm coming to you for help, so don't bash me. Just fucking help me. With all due respect.
4: Without respect, I'm assuming it was me, I wouldn't hear what we said. <laughs> uh, I come to the realization in certain times, in certain situations, you just can't help. Um, no matter how much somebody might be struggling with dealing with something, whatever the case might be, I can't always jump in to help. Even if you're able to help, you know, if you feel like helping, right thing to do, just can't always do that because Sometimes, you know, situations change, things change, and then you kind of get stuck, holding the bag in the end, and that's not a good spot to be in. So, you know, sometimes maybe it helps. There's some encouragement or whatever, something from a distance, but i just go like David and with all the respect.
2: With all the respect, um, we got to stop on social media, making group observations, right? I mean, we got this thing going on right now where everybody's like, you know what's crazy, ESPN is somehow awkwardly failing to uh, talk about Brett Favre and his whatever the fuck he did, his fraud issue. And it's like, all right, bro, okay, cool. One person made the fucking observation and we get it, right? But then everybody comes behind that observation and all of a sudden they've all had these epiphanies And everybody says the same fucking thing like, oh, I find it kind of awkward how ESPN is not talking about the Brett Favre issue. And then they want to add a little bit on the end. Well, they did this about Michael Vick. And it's like somebody already said that. And (laughs) it's weird because we're all friends with each other, right? There'll be like 10 people in your friends group. And we've been having this discussion for like five days. And then a nigga will literally act like he woke up in the morning and say, "Ah, you know what's weird? ESPN is not talking about Brett Favre after a while that shit gets fucking aggravating because at this point we know it's not an original fucking thought like why don't you just comment on somebody else who's already talking and discussing it and provide some input that way maybe provide more some more in-depth thought right me that's type of the shit that aggravates me and i that's i call people out about it today i kind of made a snarky comment because i think it warranted some level of snark right like Let's not get cute with all of this fucking social media shit. Let's be social. Let's talk about it. Let's unpack the motherfucking issues. Let's figure out what the inaccuracies are, where we went right, where we went wrong or whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's where the discussion is. You don't look like a fucking genius for fucking coming up with a quote unquote, I'm doing the quotes, uh, original thought when 30 people have basically said the same fucking thing. And really, in a lot of instances, you copied and pasted exactly what was on Twitter or on Facebook and post it in your own as an original thought. You know what I'm saying? So that shit kind of aggravates me, man. It's really unnecessary. You really don't need to do all of that to uh, be cool. You don't need to lie to kick it. If you want to talk about it, let's talk about it and move on about our business. A great place to talk about it would be the With All Due Respect group. We talk about topics like this all the time. You don't need to share that on your own page. Feel free to bring that to us and we'll talk about it next time with all the respect.
3: Uh, with all due respect, y'all should really uh, listen to this podcast more. Um, even if you've listened to all the episodes, go back and start listening to them again. Just because we be right about shit. Um, we talked about the whole uh, Tiffany Haddish and Aerie Spears shit last week and this week it came out that, um, that they settled. I knew Tiffany Haddish was gonna pay. Aries Spears probably didn't have that money, so she probably paid his portion of uh, the settlement. <laughs> but uh, I could I, I guarantee them people got paid good because if you read the uh, read the statement that the girl put out, it was like, "Oh, Tiffany Haddish is the best person in the whole wide world. I don't had nothing bad to say about her." And they and they made it to where it can never be brought up again. So uh, <laughs> we called that one. Uh, I also called. Uh, we call but it was really me uh Hill getting benched um and malik is is up to up up, up to play man actually, so two,
5: two polar, it, two polar. yeah
3: so we we you know we 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 be right you know what i'm saying so y'all should listen to us and take heed. and my last low point is um mercury's in retrograde i think a whole lot of planets are in retrograde actually um which, if you can believe it or not, uh, about retrogrades, but it always brings up uh, the topic of uh, communication. Because they say during retrograde, um, you'll find that you you might have differences with somebody, and a lot of that shit just comes from just bad communication. Um, a whole lot of different communication styles. You can look them up, um, but do your best to be a better communicator. Um, a lot of shit you can meet head on, uh, nip it in the bud early if you communicate. That's if you don't like something, don't let it keep happening to the point where you just hold it in and then eventually it just erupts and like, goddamn, like all I did was not close the refrigerator all the way. Why are you yelling at me? Like, oh, it's because that shit's <laughs> been building up. Um, and if you do like something, you should communicate that too. So, whoever is doing whatever that you like knows that's that's what you like so that they can c- continue doing it so just try uh to 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 be clear and your do's and your don'ts and what you accept and what you want to accept uh and i'm sure you'll be a much happier person with all due respect
1: with all due respect to J. Joe's point um I guess Mercury is in microwave and it's been in microwave like all year. So y'all niggas been using that as an excuse to lose y'all's motherfucking minds. And I wouldn't know that unless you put it on the internet. Like if I go on Instagram and I'm just kind of like chilling and going through my stories, I I see on average every day about 75 different memes where people are talking about their significant other um, without just talking to that motherfucker directly. Like, it's shit like if I pull up some shit now, it'd be ill. I could just pull up shit right now where motherfuckers are saying shit directly to their significant other, but they're using snarky memes um, talking about oh, I'm the vibe by myself or, or what's this motherfucker been like all this shit, like all this shit. that's is mostly anger, um, suspicion and disgust for their significant other, um, being, um, conveyed to the internet. It's not even in close friends. It's like in your real shit where everybody can see it. I don't want to know what y'all's problems are. I have my own motherfucking problems. What you do when you're dealing with situations is one of two things either you bottle that shit up and then explode later or you can talk with that motherfucker and deal with whatever the issue is at hand because ultimately at the end of the day I appreciate a time where I didn't know anything that was going on with people like when like when I was a kid we didn't know what was going on with motherfuckers when we were children we went to school, we played on the playground we uh, played basketball or some bullshit when we got home and that was it. I didn't know your personal lives. I know what the shit your parents are going through. I know if your daddy lost his gig and your mama's sick. Like, that's none of my business. Our lives are our lives for a very specific reason. They belong to us. And because there's a, a level of difficulty in living, there's there's it's not like some the simplest, easiest shit to do. You deal with it on your own because taking on other people's shit and consuming other people's shit makes shit a little bit stressful for you there's enough on our own plates to where I don't want to know what's on your plate because I'm not about to take it I don't want to see it and I don't want to know and I mean next steps probably be defriending all you weirdos who like to share your personal information um But I'd rather you just kind of like work on yourself and not do that shit at all because it's none of my business with all due respect.